Hey y'all, this is Myth America with Bay Area Derby. You are listening to Out From Under the Bed with the Boogeyman, a Meowder Limits production. Welcome everybody, you are listening to Out From Under the Bed. I am your host, the Boogeyman, always joined by my lovely wife, co-host, co-producer, co-writer, social media manager, business person of the Meowder Limits Productions. <laughs> partner, Master, I guess. Yes, business partner, <laughs> business persons. I don't know. We got a lot of hats over here, a lot of titles. So let's welcome Master, my master, Sedator. Yo, <laughs> get the claps. I don't want the real claps, though. Not those kind. <laughs> it's like that movie with um, Russell Crowe. Um, get into the Greek when he pre- when he performs that song. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand, whatever. <laughs> I was picturing Russell. <laughs> oh, I want that. <sighs> I want that movie now. Um, so, yeah, you're listening to Out From Under the Bed. Uh, on today's recording, we're going to be um, talking about last night's uh, escapades and stuff. We're just going to be chatting for a little bit. I did something I really haven't done in about six years. But my friends at Cal Squad Roller Derby got me out from under the bed to play some WIFTA last night. And we played a doubleheader. Doubleheader meaning one after the other. Uh, that was my very first one of doing that other than um, scrimmages. and Back-to-back back hour-long games. Yeah, back-to-back back hour-long games. Those, that was my first time doing that. Out of a 12-year roller derby career. Um, might sound weird, but... That's the truth, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, and I got to play on Wifta TV. So, that was like my first time doing that as well. So, that was really fucking cool. And I got to play roller derby with a lot of really cool people and a lot of people that I have not played derby with in quite some time uh, from the um, from Arizona Roller Derby. So, shout out to all of them. And, you know, another big shout out to Cal Squad for. Getting me out there and possibly got me bit by that by that whiff to bug. I I think I did okay, Master. As a spectator, what did you think of the games last night? Um. Oh, they were very exciting. That Cal squad uh, versus Rough Riders was brutal to watch. Some very hard hits happening out there. Yeah, it was a that was that was pretty all right. I got to, like I said, I got to mix it up with some folks that I've only ever seen uh, play on TV and shit like that before. Uh, so that was that was really fun and um, a good learning experience to kind of get back into into that kind of gameplay for me. Um, not you know it it was different to roll backwards um, being a USARS athlete primarily and um yeah it was different but it was it was all right i think i might have to do that again sometime yeah you did good absolutely um what do we got coming up we got the roller girls game on saturday what's saturday's november 18th november November 18th saturday november 18th at the the broadway rec center uh the brc so come check that out. Master, I don't know what she's going to be doing yet. Maybe wearing stripes or yeah, maybe I don't know playing. Yet. It depends on how my back's feeling. Yeah, I'll, got a little, I'll go to some practices this week and feel it out. A little back issue happening. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that one. And the play-by-play that would probably come out Saturday 
or no, Sunday after the game and uh or like later that week. Yeah, and hopefully you got Chomp back again for that. Yeah, so Chomp might be back on the air with me. We will be back in the booth at the Broadway Rec Center. So yeah, um look forward to the fantastic play by play in the tremendous facilities with my league mate chump so that's he seemed to enjoy um the vip experience of the booth yeah so here's some homework everybody uh go back and listen listen to that episode the vampires versus vampire slayers and on spotify on my show we have the option turned on so you can like kind of comment on the show what did you think about it uh tell us what you think about chomp on the air um and on apple put it in the review let us know in the review and um leave us a rating too or yeah put it in the rating or the it would be the review is the text one right yes yeah the reviews the text one the ratings the The ratings is the stars so on either one of those um put it on there like hey chomp was awesome you know because he's like a really funny guy so yeah um if you look forward to chomp being back on the show and you're hearing this uh and you've heard that episode uh let us know uh let's pour some gas on that fire he's a hell of a broadcaster um master what do you got going on um well, I would definitely wanted to talk about Siphon Draw. All right. Well, let's get to it. Because, oh, you know, we also had a special house guest this weekend. Um, Mad for Gravy, Team USA. Um, yeah, they were over, and it was a fun weekend. Yes, Mad for Gravy. Um, we first met them at the Cactus Cup, became... You know, just totally reeled in by the Santa Cruz uh, booze cruise hats. They all wear captain's hats. If you're not familiar with the gimmick, um, I was unfamiliar with the gimmick until the Cactus Cup. I mean, I had to find out. So we talked to Mad for Gravy and Ranger. And Ranger. Um, And yeah, we got to know them a little bit. And since Gravy was um, also asked to skate with uh, Cal Squad Roller Derby last night, I opened up the Meowder Limits, and it was awesome to have have them over. They're a really, really fun person, so stay tuned for their interview. We were not able to record it while they were here, but we will be fitting in Mad for Gravy sometime in November, so stay tuned for that one. Yeah. So, yeah, they were over, and um, they got to try a bunch of different Siphon Draw products that we yeah. have, and we're pretty pumped to get to sample some things, and yeah. Yeah, they're familiar with the products, but they um, did get to sample some stuff that they have not um, got in on before. I think the the Lost Wisemen and, and a couple the, of the cells. The Bruzies. The Bruzies, yes. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And if you guys don't know, this program is sponsored by Siphon Draw Apothecary. Uh, they can be found on the uh, link tree um, on our profile. My books are up there. Just grab all three of them. Um, they can uh, be found on the link tree on our profile on Instagram, Facebook, shit like that. So go ahead and check them out. And if you're going to be doing any shopping, please 
shop through that affiliate co- code as we are the first official affiliate with Siphon Draw Apothecary. Um, and if you're here visiting locally, you can totally go visit them because it's not brutally hot out in Arizona anymore. The sun's rather warm during the day, so it's rather nice. To take a trip out to 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road, Apache Junction, Arizona, 85119. And visit their physical location out there. See one of those um, old-timey gunfights that happens out there. Pan for gold, maybe ride the little train around, things like that. Visit the art gallery, Siphon Draw Apothecary Art Gallery that's there as well. Uh, get yourself something to eat there at the um, at the saloon and whatnot. Little uh, drink. Ice cream. Some ice cream. Some fudge. Some fudge. I always smell these fantastic french fries and shit when I go there. Or like whatever it is. I don't know. Or it's like waffle cones or some shit. I think shit. they got like funnel cakes too or something. I don't, I don't know. know There's just some fantastic Ugh. stuff there. So I highly recommend going out there if you're listening to this and you're out of town. And you are out on the east side of town when you're visiting Arizona. So yeah, check out um, Goldfield Ghost Town and our sponsor, Siphon Draw Apothecary. And if you've if you have ever feasted your eyes on the avatars for the show, all of that um, cartoon artwork that is um, displayed, the Meowder Limits cat our show avatars that is done by the glorious marvelous the one and only cherry jane if you want to look at her artwork further you can check that out at art by art at art by cherry jane on instagram.com um go check out some of that and follow the page too because if commissions open back up um Shit, she'll hook you up with a sweet logo and shit, man. Like, like shit. If you, like I said, if you've seen ours, you'll know that's some fantastic work right there. I'm staring at it right now. We have yeah. our, we have, we have this banner that we got <clears throat> made up for the Cactus Cup tournament, and um, it hangs in our living room. It displays proudly in our living room. So yeah, there it is. Art by Cherry Jane on Instagram. Uh, let's see. Uh, what what else did you want to hit about Siphon Draw? Didn't you have a couple other things? Oh, um, well, I don't know. Like, honestly, that all their products are amazing. And, um, oh, my mom recently, if you haven't tried the Bruzies, which um, is what Gravy got to try and really liked it, uh, my mom fell and hurt her elbow. Uh, what, like a week ago now? And it was pretty bad. And I went down to uh, Siphon Draw and picked her up a container of that Bruzies. And within like not even two days, it was already turning yellow and healing. And yeah, it's it's voodoo witch magic that's uh, happening inside those salves and lotions and potions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's all stuff that's found just right out in the desert in the uh, by the superstitions. So, like, that's pretty badass, too. It's not poison and shit you're putting on your skin, um, which I like. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but today, 
on the on recording. We have a guest from Houston calling in. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, Midway Don't Roller say. Derby. Yes, yes. We have Lola Chola. We are just getting getting to this call in here in a few minutes. And stay tuned for our Death Toilet Five review. That film is a fucking masterpiece. So I highly recommend going to check that out. Um, if you can find it, um, uh. Well, it's pretty new, so like if you could find it playing locally somewhere, just follow their Instagram page too. I highly recommend that at Death Toilet the Movie or Death Toilet Movie. And you'll be able to, you know, get the information on where you can buy some sweet fucking Death Toilet t shirts like the Metallica up your ass shirt. It's yeah. so cool. And then they have a couple other ones going on there. But yeah, so um, highly recommend. And if you have not familiarized yourself with the Death Toilet movies, but you may have listened to the reviews on them, um, go go find them and watch them. They're fucking hilarious. And this this one has has a st- has a more of a storyline number five, and um, and a and a pretty pretty complex plot, I would think. For a goofy, low-budget comedy horror movie. So, yeah. um, I enjoyed watching it. What did you think about that? It was funny because I think, like, the first one is maybe a half hour long. Then it's, like, the second one I think might be 45 to an hour. And this was, like, full feature length of, of Death Toilet. Oh, yes. And the fucking potty mouth character, too, is so cool. The laugh that he does is so over the top. And, uh... <laughs> the, uh <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 and me. the stink eye character, too, is, is one of the best... Um, Mike is phenomenal at all the roles that he is <laughs> playing in the movies. Yes. Detective Howie Wipes is <laughs> is the fucking funniest shit. Um, but yeah, so Death Toilet Five: Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Stay tuned for that full review. And yes, it will contain spoilers. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Um, watch it. Rent, uh, buy it buy it it's worth it it's worth it it's it's a good time we used we used part of our actual business money from Meowder limits productions to purchase death toilet for brown snakes on a plane so i mean it's worth it we're we are going to be purchasing the box set by the way too um so uh we we love the films and we hope everybody else does too well if you buy all of them i'll just consider that being the box set because i would have all of them set there <laughs> maybe i should do like a craft that has like to put the box set all together and like i don't know a box of toilet paper but it's actually the movies i'll think of something clever yeah that would be cool and then uh we can tag the we can tag the page yeah, <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah so stay tuned for for that and one of these days we hope to be roping brett baxter hero of the death toilet movies for an exclusive interview 
Oh, yeah. And real quick, one thing that we definitely forgot to touch on with the uh, games you got to play in this weekend, um, it was AZRD's 20-year season finale game with the Bad News Beaters and Skate Riot project i didn't get to watch much of that because i was uh getting ready to do gladiator stuff myself but master did you uh get to check out yeah majority of that that game oh it was a good game yeah it was a fun one it was a nice season wrap up and everybody was having such a good time you know that's what makes it all fun is that you see people out there laughing on the track together even though they just hit each other and yeah everybody's just there to enjoy it 20 years man yeah that's uh that's fucking awesome so shout out to Arizona Roller Derby yeah, for yeah. 20 years. I believe they are the second oldest flat track league. Something like that. They're an original six. I think I, two. Yeah, I think I saw something they saying second. But yeah, so shout out to yeah. them and uh, all they've done for the community and uh, Roller Derby. because and, and really like all they did to keep everything together for them during the pandemic and after the pandemic you had a lot of people working hard behind the scenes um to make sure that you know flat track didn't die out in arizona so i don't know who was all involved in that to be honest with you but i would assume like shout out to sherman and goldie Knox and punky pie yes um i i believe uh that's there was a good a, a core group of them um, that got together to keep this keep this shit together. Because as a uh, as a guy skater that played for the rattle skates and shit, like we used to practice in AZRD's warehouse. I've mentioned it a few few times on the show, probably like a few times um, too many, but. Uh, yeah, so like I mean, if it, they will always have a special place in my heart because I don't think. I would exist as a male roller derby uh, skater if it wasn't for Arizona Roller Derby. So it's a it's always a, a shout out to them, especially when I get to go do shit and uh, play with people that I used to uh, mix it up with in that sweaty ass warehouse or the crash pad. Um, it was nice. It was really nice. And uh, check out they're doing if you if you live in the area um, of pretty much the what greater maricopa county um they're doing uh short track sessions for during their break so i want to say it's like the end of november to the end of december somewhere around there you can go online and check out um arizona roller derby's page um but they have signups and it's i don't i want to say it's like thirteen dollars per um, day practice session that you go to or 60 for all of them if that's um, but basically I was talking to Goldie about it it's a great way to in a relaxed casual environment learn about you know flat track and WIFTA and in a casual environment where it's three on three she said the track is like a fraction of the size of a regular track yeah so I it'd mean, be I'm, cool to check out some of those sessions I'm curious to go check it out with you um and whatever just to see what what it's like um just to watch if i if i'm able to do that if they're not like clothes or anything um i'm not interested in like playing outside on concrete uh it's just a gear thing i don't want to chew my gear up too bad uh, skate park's a little different you know i'll just throw that in there 
Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I hope you, I hope you uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Because if we're looking to start some MRDA here in the valley, right. you're gonna have to uh, get spun up. I, I mean, like I said, I got spun up last night, and Trying to uh, spread the word. I got kind of, uh, kind of jacked on it. It was fun. It was fun as fuck. Um, just a little bit, of, like I said, a little bit of a learning curve being a um a forward a forward facing skater and a and a usar's skater because i don't really invert um block too much like it was so weird um slowly sneaking back (laughs) (laughs) last night oh my god uh hopefully on the live stream and uh whatnot i i didn't look like i didn't know what i was not doing too bad you know like look at this asshole what a fucking joke <laughs> what is he doing out there you <laughs> sars guy what is this you sars dickhead doing out here with all these fucking monsters but anyway yeah I'm, we're just uh waiting on our guest here to uh give us a shout or uh, give us a call here on the show we're doing this we're trying to run this call-in situation yeah, here. Yeah, pilot episode. This so. is like our pilot episode, so bear yeah. with us. And, and all of this is unedited. Bear so you, with us or you're welcome. I don't yes. know which one it's going to be. Um, so if you got a lot of time to kill during your day, the front side of this episode might be okay. But we will put it in the show notes that if you want to skip over all this fucking bullshit, um, you can. We will put it in the show notes on when the interview starts with our guest and whatnot because yeah we really want to hear about uh midway roller derby and stuff too um i'm really curious about the group of athletes that have been put together for that with the upcoming roller rage tournament yeah i was gonna say don't they play bank track too yeah uh yes they are by tractual yes yes so like i'm really really interested hearing more about about that squad and uh whatnot so um yeah hopefully we can um get this get all this going here but yeah like i said you guys are gonna hear all this bullshit um us talking about whatever right now whatever also check out our show uh our store oh right i always forget the store master because first off we just added t-shirts so you can get your out out from under the bed t-shirt um sweatshirt you can get it uh personally customized with your name and number on it um so there's just different pricing depending on how much you how much customization you would like uh but also too oh you look like you're gonna say yeah so on the now that's getting cold and shit in a lot of places um we we have sweaters available so like if you're if you're a fan of a zip-up sweater, we could just we could just do the we can do it in reverse where the name would say be on like the breast part of the zip-up hoodie, and then the logo itself could be on the back of the zip-up. But we do do uh, the full pullover hoodies as well, a fucking pullover type of sweater, t-shirts like Master said. We will put that. We will put it on things like that. 
we got magnets coming coming yeah, real soon. Yeah, coming soon we will have magnets. Yep. So that way um, you can permanently have your sticker and not have to feel like you're wasting it on something that might break, like your water bottle that has all your really cool stickers on it. Oh, mew. <laughs> Those, those are the saddest lips <laughs> I've ever seen on the recording. I just miss my burrito. Yeah, so Kiss Me Crazy Creations as well. We need another burrito. Yeah, uh, I didn't see any sticker. on the shop, so but like, I definitely am getting a ghosty, a space ghosty. Yes, we we need a space ghosty. So we'll be um, hitting you up on um, trying to get a hold of one of those burritos because we didn't see any of them. And uh, we did see a bigger version of the magnet that we have with the little planet yes. than the astronaut ghost. Because those little faces are so cute on there. Your, your stickers are very cute. So if you want to check out some more sweet artwork and shit like that, it's uh, at Kiss Me Crazy Creations on Instagram. We talked with them briefly at Cactus Cup as well. They did have a booth. They were a vendor there. And a very nice, very nice person that puts out those um, those pieces. And I would also say follow them on Instagram because yeah. they show up at markets all around the city. Like, I know they've been to the Gilbert one. It looks like downtown Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, she's got, like, this little pop-up shop. She's got really cool, oh, glasses with, oh, that's right, the glasses with the, the sippy lids and stuff. Dang, you see all that? I want all the things. <sighs> she yeah, so check that. Posty notes. Look at this little butterfly one with the little. Oh. Yeah, check that Instagram page out at Kiss Me Crazy Creations. What, Sadie? Oh, it's food time for these oh. dogs. That's what. That's what it is. She's not letting it go either. No. Oh. Do you guys hear this shit on the recording? It's this is Beans you. riling up the band. Gentle listener. <laughs> Do you hear this dog tuning up the band? Come here, Beans. Over here. Hey. She's going to squeeze them. You're just going to squeeze through here? Yeah. Give me some of them it's dog maniac. whistles. Here, let me try to get this dog's nose whistling on this microphone. Come here. Over here. Come here, Beansy. Hey. Uh, what do you want? Is it foodies time? What do you want? Oh, you can hear that. The huffs and puffs. The huff and puff. Come here. Beans. What do you want? <laughs> oh, she's precious here. Oh I'll my go. god. Alright, I'm gonna put I'm gonna pause the recorder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we are unpaused. We have fed these wild ass fucking dogs. Hey! Don't be chewing that paw. She just ate. She's still hungry for her foot. Yeah, she's hungry for deer legs now. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> hungry for deer legs. <laughs> wow. So here in, a, here in a couple minutes, we will be hearing from our guest, Lola Chola. Lola Chola of Midway. And, um... Fuck, few other places, too. I know. I've, I've seen... Houston, Houston Men's Roller Derby. And uh, Queens of Chaos, it looks like. Pearland, Texas. We're going to hear all about that for sure from our gladiator that's calling in to the program this uh, during this recording. If you would sometime like to hear live shows and 
and uh, call in live like it's you know a real shit and you want to you want to call in and like chat you know just hang out with us for a little bit you can donate to our show master how do they do that yeah we got a, we have a paypal link up on our link tree that is also on the link tree yeah hey so yeah did you just notice how there was no ad in that break in between us pausing because, yeah i did yeah well if you want us to keep it that way you should donate to the show so we don't have to put in ads in yeah donate to the show or like you know say uh you have a spot that does something and you would like to you're a roller derby athlete former roller derby athlete and you want to work out some sort of advertising um thing with us and have us advertise your products on the show we would be more than happy to do that so it uh, just hit us up on the um on the email o-f-u-t-b podcast at gmail.com if you would like to be an advertiser on the show we would uh, really appreciate that, and we would really appreciate or uh, really love to talk about uh, your products and or what have you. So yeah, do that. Products and or services. Services, yes, master, scooping in with the services. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was saying, like the live show aspect, um, we're really wanting to do that. So um, we can have like a total fuck off uh, show once a month with our with um, you, gentle listener. We would love to involve more of you on the show. Um, we do like our private chats with our gladiators. That is the sole purpose of this program. But uh, we can have like a we can do I don't like know. a Zoom. Well, we can do yeah. Zoom as well. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. With, if, with a little bit more equipment, we can do a couple yeah. more things. Especially doing um live um live broadcasts and or like you know certain live things like i said we can uh do something over the uh once a month possibly or every now and again Special we can episode. do some bits we can try some things out because shit i guess like in, on like the radio anyways like bits don't always work being a fan of radio sometimes they work sometimes they don't you just got to try it out that's why it's a bit but <laughs> I'm willing to do that. But yeah, so like um, certain live things like um, games and shit too for um, leagues uh, that if given their permission to do uh, a live recording. I think that would be fun because, you know, being a fan of the of the radio and stuff like that, I really enjoy doing this, especially calling games. So, yeah. Um, if you would like to experience some live out from under the bed and be a part of it, that would be pretty sweet. Um, we do have a, uh, VIP number, but only f- upcoming and former guests of the show have that currently. Yeah. So don't be asking for that one. And if you are one of those one people, of those. you should just call it sometime. Yeah, like, we normally record and shit on Sundays, um, so, like, if time zones work out, and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna give Out From Under the Bed a shout and, uh, see who they may, might be recording with, because we put out who we're recording with on our Instagram page, so, like, if you want to stay up on who is going to be coming on, um, check that out at Out From Under the Bed on Instagram, and, uh, check, you know, like I said, you'll know who's coming up. And if you, like I said, if you've been a former guest on the show, you're like, you know what? I want to pop in. 
and uh, see what's up. We're going to try to merge the calls that way. That's why we need um, some different equipment, I believe. But three-way calling on the phone like we're, we're doing now might work out. So, like, yeah, we're willing to give that a shot sometime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it worked out having an in-studio guest with uh, Wendy and uh, Venus Vendetta being on, on the phone on the other line, given our equipment that we currently have because of <laughs> Master My Master Sedator. And we have our guest calling in right now, so we will go and answer that. All right, let's get you turned up here. How are you this evening? Good, how's it going? Fantastic. And are you on a speakerphone or a headset currently? I am. uh, have you on speakerphone on my phone. All right, um, can you go ahead and take me off speaker, please? All right, you there? Yeah. All right, sweet. All right, everybody. Um, like I said in the show notes, I will uh, put on the timestamp of when you can get to this part of the recording if you want to skip all of the shit Master and I were just talking about um, at the beginning of this. But yeah, our guest is Lola Chola. Um, so let's welcome them to the program. Yeah. Hey. Yo, yo. <laughs> All right, so how you been doing? Really good. You'd think it'd be off-season, but uh, no, things are in full swing. <laughs> nah, because fucking Midway was just out at Smoktober Fest, right? Yes. How yes, did that go God, for you guys? It was, so much fun. it was so much fun. Like, Bank Track is, just reminds people why they do the sport this that they do. Yeah, and out there at the um, at the uh, San Diego United uh, facility as well. Uh, I hear yes. that's a real dream. Yeah, she just recently changed the name to the place. It's called Ringer's Rink now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ringer's Rink. I forgot. But yeah, yeah, it's a real really dream from awesome what I hear. <laughs> it's literally what every girl dreams about making. You know, you all get together at these tournaments and they're like, oh, when I get back, I'm going to find a place to put a bank track and I want a flat track next to it and da 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 we all talked about it but Nelly over there at Ringer's Rink made it happen and it's a beautiful location like right by the beach yeah I remember seeing the pictures of like the groundbreaking festivals and or the groundbreaking day and shit like that uh, it like when that was just a dirt lot over there yeah and that was pretty yeah. rad to see and being so, what's that? It was amazing to watch them build it. Like um, her and her family was all there painting and building and cutting the wood, and her kids were there. It was really nice to see a family-run establishment being put together. Yes, absolutely. So we got you on the show today to hear about what got you to this glorious gladiator sport. What's keeping you here? So let's hear it from you. Was roller skating right. something you did when you were little, or did you get into that when you were an adult? 
Um, I skate, you know, I got dropped off at the rink every weekend to hang out with my friends when I was little, right? Um, but then when I turned 16, my parents were like, get in the car. We have a surprise for you. It's your birthday. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God they got me a car. I'm so excited. They pull into Sonic drive through and they're like, we got you a job and gave me some skates <laughs> and like threw me to the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like what the hell is this? this is like the worst birthday present ever <laughs> so after it's so crazy so after skating for them for a couple summers and stuff um i've always just loved skating right and i honestly didn't even know roller derby was a sport or anything until i was 31 years old i was at my daughter's um School of Rock class, and I saw a flyer because apparently they do the halftime shows. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like, already doing kickboxing and yoga and very active and very aggressive. A hundred percent Mexican from Detroit, so I was like, "We're gonna have to figure out how to channel this." And um, I went. I went to one of their boot camps, checked it out, and absolutely fell in love. And was just like, "Oh my god." I wish I could have found this sooner, but now that I have, I'm just going to soak up as much as I can now. And what year was that in? Um, 2017, I think. Let me look. Yep, 2016. All right, so in about 2016, where did you uh, um, you picked up this flyer, and where was that? Where was that at? What's what state were you living in at that time? Texas. Yeah, it was over here in Houston, and I started at Southside Roller Derby. They're a, a bank track league, but they practice on a flat track. So that oh, was okay. Yeah, it was the real fun underdog about us when we went to tournaments. <laughs> yeah, because okay, so you're. Your practices were being held on a flat track, and where was your bank track store? Did you guys have to put it up, rent the yeah, rent the space? Yeah, we had to build it every single game morning. All right, similar so, to what Phoenix used to have to do back in the day. Seattle still does it. Um, I don't think they have. I don't think they're trying to put their track up, but they were the same as us as far as they practiced on flat, and they had to continue to build it every game day. And that is a whole, it's like six hours. Yeah, it's, it's quite a process from like our previous interviews and shit we've had on. But I'm just, I'm just baffled. Like, did that, did that serve at any sort of disadvantage to you? Like, to the team or yourself practicing on a flat surface and then playing games on a banked surface as far as hitting and lateral well, movements? At our at our Battle of the Bank tournaments, there was only about seven teams com- uh, competing because there was only seven leagues in the United States. And out of the seven, we always got, like, fifth place. So there was always these top-tier teams like Arizona, L.A., uh, San Diego that were – oh, and Penn Jersey that were just dominating. And then there was the underdog leagues like El Paso and Florida and Southside – who are just like, hey, we'll compete against each other. This is fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it definitely was not our advantage. And most of the time, these other advanced bank leagues would host clinics for us when we would come just so they would not, you know, completely demolish us. 
and try to build the sport, you know? Yeah, right on. All right, so let's go. Let's let's back up. Let's uh, back up a little bit here to the end to the uh, beginning, the root when you were laying your root down. Um, what was it like showing up to your first practice? Oh my god! <laughs> well, um, I showed up, and the owner of the league was like, "All right, we're going to do this thing at the end of the boot camp called Ten Lap Four Fall." And it's basically every two laps you fall on your knees and you get up and you keep going. So you fall four times and you have to do 10 laps, right? So you have to do it within like two minutes and 30 seconds or something. And I had rental skates on. I didn't even own a pair of skates when I showed up to the boot camp. And um, I competed it. I completed it in about a minute and 30 seconds without rental, oh, in my rental skates. So the lady at the place was like, oh, nobody's going to like you. <laughs> She's like, you're going to get drafted very quickly and nobody's going to like you. I was like, well, that's good. Because you just burned through the fucking double slammy knee taps and the fucking brownies. That's rad. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Well, the thing is, these girls go through like a six-month boot camp process before they can be drafted yeah and so i think they had like a deadline to meet or they're trying to build a new team quickly or something so she's like you're gonna get drafted next month and there's gonna be some pretty sour people about it because you haven't put in the same time as they put in and whatnot but the skill level is the same so that's why we're drafting and i was like all right well the thing is i didn't join roller derby for friends some people are looking like you know for a different outlet for this and that like i had a big social girlfriend circle and stuff i literally just joined for me so it didn't bother me that i was getting backlash from other skaters or them not wanting to be my friends or whatever like i just went for me right on so you didn't mind being a bit of a villain and or you know not really i that's that's a fucking really awesome attitude i really dig that um so when did you get skates you can actually skate in like you know um proper ones and or what kind of gear did you get along with those to compete uh well right now i'm currently skating in solaris they're amazing but when i started you know i bought the package skate with the helmets and the things and of course, within six months, the skates were way too big because I bought them the exact size of my shoe. And, <laughs> and so without wanting to spend all this money, I met, you know, obviously some more derby people. I just bought somebody else's leftover boot. I made some, um, like, how do you call it? Just all, all sorts of different parts from different people's skates. There were... Um, Put together and I used them for about four years before I actually bought the Solaris I have now. Fuck yeah! So the the mix and match skates worked out. What were all like yeah. the like? What was the boot you had and the plates you got? Um, the plates I got were Boss, and they were really stiff. And everybody keeps telling me to try these Aries plates because they're more agile. But uh, maybe on my next boot. But yeah, I've been a Solaris fan because I have wide feet. <laughs> so I can't do those any bonds and things like that. I like the way that Solaris hurt like tennis shoes. Master, don't you have 
Solaris's or Blue Streaks? No, I get, Blue Streaks. I always get yeah. the two confused. They're similar boots. Um. So, was this um okay? So, when the whole situation of like you're gonna get drafted quick or whatever was that a new team situation to fill a team or or what? Yes, they were creating a brand new home team. And what was that so, home team's name? Uh, Queens of Chaos. Queens of Chaos. So All was, right. That was the really cool thing at first. Like when we found out that we got drafted, like we all had this big draft party and everybody pulled out a name or whatever team you're getting drafted to. And I pulled out my tag and it said new team. I was like, oh my God, this is so whack. Cause like <laughs> you see other home teams and you're like, oh, I want to be uh, a cutthroat cupcake or I want to be a biohazard babe, you know? And then they're just like new team, whatever. I'm like, oh crap, whatever. But the, it was an amazing opportunity because we literally got to build a home team from the ground up. Like me and the founding members of it got to pick the colors, got to pick the logo, got to pick the name and everything about it. So it was really awesome actually to be a part of. Yeah, that's quite the experience for sure. Um, when it came to um, learning these new skills in roller derby, what did you struggle with at first? Oh, uh, plow stops. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and to apply... Okay, again, like, it's still just like... I don't think you really utilize a full-ass plow stop on a bank track, do you? Left plows. Left plows are definitely your friend. You use the one-foot rudder. Yeah, that left foot plow, I mean, yeah. it's going to get you everywhere you need to go. Yeah, so just learning all of that, like, ugh, fuck, dude. Just having having that have to translate on game day every every time with the exception of, like, clinics here and there had to have been fucking kind of weird, dude. It was totally weird, but it was, and but the more people I met that have never experienced it at all, I would have rather gone through the weirdness than not at all because a lot of people are scared of bank track. A lot of people are like, oh no, this and that. And I'm like, well, that's where I started. So I don't really know anything but that. But yeah, that's right? another reason why I felt so ambitious on building Midway. And like, I've told the girls and all the skaters, I'm like, we built this team to create bank track opportunities for all star flat track skaters because I want them to experience it. I want them to see what we see, skate what we skate, and not be intimidated by this whole different world. And I was like, That's, that some of them don't know it, but the league I came from, we didn't even practice on a bank, you know? So I'm like, it's basically the same advantage, except for these girls actually have more skill level than what we had when we were doing it, you know? Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, I love it. I love being able to skate, uh, uh, you know, have have a decent amount of knowledge to play under all three rule sets i just played some fucking whiff last night that shit was yeah fucking out of control man like that was the first time i did that in like six years oh wow there was a little bit of a learning curve being a usar skater um yeah yeah. it was different get over here (laughs) well it it was the going backwards so i was like all right just push me backwards Let's fill that right? space. Just push me. I'll get in your little <laughs> pod here. I'll try my yes. best. It was fun, and the though. The wild thing is, is like you see these all-star skaters 
get out there and try something new. They get on this bank track and like it's, um, it gets to them because they're not performing how they normally perform, right? Yeah, because you're slanted and like right. It's, it's a whole, a whole different whole, world, right? Yes, because and so I get to see these field of emotions go through them where they're like kind of down on themselves, and I'm like, just wait till halftime when it all starts clicking. And by the second half, they're like smiling again. They're like, oh, okay, I am this bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to do this, right? I know how to play roller derby. It's just roller derby. I mean, I feel like that when there was a time where we got to scrimmage um, a bank track team, a couple of them from the Arizona Derby Dames. And, you know, some of our people were so nervous and I'm like, don't be nervous. They don't know how to hit on a flat surface. And um, turns out we did really well against them because they weren't used to not having gravity in their favor. Um, So it's it is interesting to kind of I don't know. Um, yeah, it has see to that to compete against come up some of the Arizona Derby girls too in USARS. Oh like, yeah, okay, ladies, let's see something else. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it's like it kind of it like levels the f- playing field in you know different ways, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I really like. Yeah, bring I, them out to our land. I really like the skaters that are super gung ho about like trying everything, um, rule sets, uh, styles of roller derby stuff like that um so what what were some of these skills that possibly came naturally to you um the chess part of roller derby as far as like offense defense and the like the plays of it like i guess i was really involved in sports all throughout my life with my brother and basketball and football so when it came to that i was really good about switching and knowing, like, hey, if I'm not blocking, I need to be doing offense right now, or whatever it is. Yeah, right on. So you had the um, you had a sports background going into into roller derby, then. Yeah. Were these organized like sports, sports? Organized sports, or just like playing um, backyard shit with your brothers and friends from the neighborhood? Oh, no, they were team sports. They were, uh, like, competitive traveling and stuff. Um, so, I definitely, when I got, when I found roller derby, I was, the most thing I was excited about was that it was a team sport. That I was going to have accountability of 20 grown women that needed me to show up to a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that was exciting. So when you were when you were new to roller derby, who were some of the players within the league that you may have seen play or, you know, see them at practice? Be like, man, I can't wait to learn from them. And then once presented the opportunity to learn from them, how did you uh, feel as a rookie skater? Uh, absolutely 100, hands down, Dolly B. Rotten. Dolly B. Rotten was this fantastic skater in every way, jammer, blocker, on the bank track. She would make it look like a ballerina move, you know, where she's, like, smiling and it's so graceful, but you just got swept the hell off the track. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, she's so amazing. And so, yeah, and, like, 
no matter what day it was, as soon as practice started, she was the first one on the track. If we were doing warm-ups, she did that warm-up to 100%. It didn't matter if she was tired and other girls were talking or joking around. She was serious. She she showed full commitment throughout the entire practice. It didn't matter that her skill level was where it was at, you know? And that was respectable. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, when... Um did you, when did you have your derby name and your number picked out or did that, did you have that before you started or did that come after you got to a couple practices and started really getting into this? So, um, my original first name was Nasty Natty. It was picked from a BMX guy who was Nasty Nate and he was really good, but, um, and what's fine and all. <laughs> until my daughter joined roller derby and uh, I was like I cannot have her asking people like where's Nasty Natty like no I just <laughs> and so I had this like alter ego Lola who like when we go vacation in New Orleans I wore a wig whatever and I was like Lola is it and I looked <laughs> up the name Lola and in Spanish it meant like the Virgin Mary who brings the pain and sorrow or something and so it was supposed to be Lola de Dolores, but I live in Texas, so they kept calling me Dolores, and <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to work, and I kept wearing bandanas to practice, and they're like, you know, you're, you're Lola Chola, and I was like, I think that's it, I'm pretty sure that's it, so I ended up changing it, and um, that's been good with me, and then my daughter's Cholita, and Aww. then my <laughs> <laughs> she started when I started, so she's 15 now, and she started when she was seven. And um, my derby number is 313 because I'm originally from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I thought yes. so. When I was looking at some pictures, I was like, that's probably why our number is 313. I'll get to the bottom of that, though. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. You never forget your roots. <laughs> so, okay, um, you're our second, second guest who is uh, shouted out Detroit. Um, what is some of the Detroit fanfare that you, um, are either a fan of or like miss not being able to get certain things that are only found in Detroit, whether it's like pop or chips, what have you? Um, okay. White Castle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a pretty much a Midwestern thing. I'm originally from Chicago. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yes, I definitely have it up there. So good. So what is... I mean, Detroit's... Go ahead. Detroit's... um, They got some good teams, but, like, I was a big Detroit Tigers fan. I used to go to the baseball game a lot with my dad. So I ended up getting that Detroit D tattooed on my shoulder as well. Like, maybe they can find me out there in the world. (laughs) So I always hear... The people. people. I always hear about better-made chips. Is that something that's like some fucking the shit Detroit potato chips or something oh um maybe I don't I haven't heard anything about that <laughs> okay yeah I, I mean like I just hear about I've heard about better made chips I'm like hmm I'm gonna have to oh, ask oh one uh, thing okay so Detroit Motor City right uh we used to go to these amazing car shows every year the nicest car show coming out right I moved to Houston <clears throat> and they're like, hey, do you want to go to this car show with us? I'm like, yeah, great. I love this shit. Let's go. We go to it. 
And let me tell you, these cars are like on hydraulics and they're bouncing and there's women in bikinis and and rims and all the things. I was like, this is not the car show that I'm used to. Like, <laughs> Houston had like a low rider car show or something. I was just used to like the nice GM motor car shows from Michigan. Oh, right. Yeah. That was fun. All right, and uh, what about Square Pizza? I always hear about oh, something yeah. about Detroit Square Pizza. What are these rumors? Their pizza's good. Their pizza's good. I think the difference is, like, they put the sauce and the pepperoni under the cheese, and then they put pepperoni on top. So it's just, like, a couple more layers. I feel like it's almost the same thing. But it's round. <laughs> it's not square, right? No, it's, they're square. They're, they're square pizza in Detroit? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to look into this. Um, there's uh, rumors of uh, that being certain, a myth or something. That being a myth <laughs> and or only certain places, like some place serves it or makes it in some oil pan or some or like it's square because it's some like Motor City shit. I don't know. Um, I don't quite remember the name of the place, but hey, there is a place in Austin called like uh, Pizza Three One Three, I think. And there's square and pizza. Yeah, mm. yeah, they have this one. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to check out some pictures of the square pizza. Um, all right. So, what was your um after getting drafted to this team, um, and then going into your first game time situation? What okay, was that like? So, um, the home games were great. You know, they're both they're mostly competitive and stuff. It was really when we went out there when we went to our first battle of the banks in Seattle, and we competed. And um, they threw me out as a jammer. And I was like, all right, let's go. Uh, obviously, we did really bad against a couple of the teams. You know, like, we only got, like, 11 points versus Arizona's 350, something like that, right? And, and this so, was straight up your um, rookie season when this was going on? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I was the only jammer that could get out in my league. <laughs> oh, my. Hmm. <laughs> And I was like, it's only because I'm strong. I need help, though. <laughs> Holy smokes. So uh, after that, like, I'm very competitive. So I was like, look, there is nothing these people can do that we cannot do. The only difference is that we're not training right, you know? And so I was like, I was traveling a lot just for concerts and stuff, like going to Coachella with my friends. And so when I would be in town places, I would just hit up that local league and say, hey, I'm in town, can I skate with y'all? And so I did that at San Diego uh, when I first started my first year because I was there for Coachella. And I walked in on their practice. Nobody talked to me or anything like that. I was like some random girl or whatever. And um, I didn't know flat track rules at all. And they had a one-hour bank track scrimmage, and then they had a one-hour flat track scrimmage. So I go into the flat track scrimmage, and the referees are just like, rolling your eyes at me like what are you doing again I'm like I don't know you tell me what I'm doing at this point god dang it <laughs> I don't know the rolls here yeah help me but, out throw uh, me a fucking bone before I learned right so I brought all my failure back and trained and trained them and trained them and we got a lot better a lot more competitive uh, we finally beat Austin that was our um, sister league kind of always our top competitor that we we're we never, we hadn't beat them in like seven years. So that was really nice to show that our practice was getting there and stuff. Very nice, very nice. 
Um, I liked it. Just the uh, progression um, story and aspect that I get to hear is is really sweet because <clears throat> you know it's um it's something else. We all have these journeys into this into this sport. Um, so. Did you ha- do you have any uh, rituals or uh, pregame routines like to this day, or did you start with certain ones and they kind of maybe evolved over the years? Yeah, um, I started with them when when life was calmer. You know, when we only had that one home game like every other month, and you got to prep for it for a whole month, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would watch Wonder Woman. Oh, right on. Which, um, the old-timey Wonder Womans? Yes. Nice. Yes, I'd watch those and just, like, be real calm, be by myself, you know, because it's a lot of socializing. It's a lot of, you know, just being out there. So I compressed and would be in my living room and watch this movie and just, you know, clean my skates up a bit, drink a Pedialyte, and um, roll in. But I definitely, like, wanted to be calm and by myself before all the chaos. Hell yeah, watching fucking Wonder Woman. That's awesome. Fucking you gotta get awesome. your head right. That's, like, half the battle. Yeah, I for real. Like, um, I mean, I feel myself, like, slipping into, like, a zone um, and visualizing, like, things that I would like to do during the game and um, things I would like to execute. Um, so like now, I, that, now that my skill level has gotten more and I know that there's different things to do, especially when it comes to jamming, um, I've started to take notes of the different things that are able to do, you know, like, Hey, get on your toe stop. Hey, spin. And like these things is like maybe five key notes. So if I'm going to be jamming a whole game, I'll look over these notes because sometimes you just get stuck and you're pushing this wall and you forget, but there's four other things that you could do. At that moment, you know, you just get so like, all right, I'm pushing and I'm going to wait for offense. You're like, okay, that's not coming. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're, you primarily jam now, you say, what do you, um, what is some. I'm just actually getting back into jamming. Or getting back into it. For a yeah. And you, you said you started off a rookie season area as like primarily a jammer more or less. Yes. Um. What did you What did you like then um, about jamming? Um. Well, since it was what I started off at, like I didn't really know the other side yet, right? So I started off as a jammer, and I like the jammer world. I like that the other jammers. You know, you get on the line; it's your friend up there from the other team, and you guys constantly see each other on that jam line. You know. And uh, there's a whole little, like, jammer society where you guys are all <laughs> friends, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you look at the... And I, sometimes the girls would look at me like they're like, oh, shit, I'm going against you, you know? And I look at her, I'm like, no, 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 it's us first them, okay? Like, I'm not going to hate you. <laughs> like, Would you... It's, it's, sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine, go on. Um, would you... Would you consider yourself more of like a, um, not a bully jammer then? Oh, definitely not. No. I'm, I'm a very abnormally strong young lady. <laughs> so I try not to be any type of extra when I don't need to be. 
Well, I don't use bully jammer in a negative sense because I'm 100, I'm 150 pounds, and I'm gonna bully the fuck out of somebody until I until I um, impose my will on them to win a fucking game. So like, um, that's why I like asking. There has been like um, the time when there's like that one jammer that no matter what the hell like might get out before me, you know, and so uh, the coaches are like, all right, you know make sure she's secure with your blockers before you take off. You know, block with them or push her out before you go out of there. And unless I'm told to do something like that, then I'll do it. But, like, for the most part, I'm just going to play my game and go out there. Um, But, like, unless it's one of those real tough jammers, then I'll start playing defense with my blockers. Right. Yeah, get in there. Start grinding them. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in, um, uh, I'm sorry here, I kind of lost my spot. Um, Oh you my want to talk about uh, the open genders? Oh yeah, I just kind of lost my spot in my notes actually, here. I actually, too, real quick. What are all the teams that you've played for? Right, yes. Isn't that fun? Um, yes. <laughs> well, um, okay. So at Southside, I met Star. And Star is an awesome person in roller derby. She constantly is getting... Uh, the juniors to practice she's constantly you know telling girls go try out for that team and i'll pick you up or whatever it is star has convinced me to do a lot of things let me tell you what (laughs) uh but yeah she was the one that told me like because i tried out for team texas when i was skating bank track right so they're like hey that's cool but like we need you to be uh training wifta in order to skate for us and I was like, all right, that's fine. But I didn't want to leave my league, you know? So Star's like, Lift is a lot of commitment. So why don't you try MRDA? Houston Men's League is really awesome. They only practice one Sunday a week. And um, just come check it out. And I was like, oh, God, men, ah! <laughs> but I went and I was like, all right, like, this is not as scary as I thought it would be. You know, and I started practicing and training with them. And um, that was back in 2020. So, like, right before COVID hit. So, I joined them in December. And then we went on a tournament in February for Carolina Wrecking Ball Tournament, uh, Dumpster Fire. And um, I got to play with them. And the thing is, is, like, yes, there's a bunch of dudes out there. But there's also a bunch of dudes on my team. You know, so like they were doing offense for me when I was jamming and I was like, oh, my God, I've never got through so many times like this so easily. But I'm like, offense is really a thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, The men's team was awesome, though. Like I showed up to practice and um, Beaver was running practices and her training was just phenomenal. It was uh, to the minute. None of my time was wasted when I got there. And I really uh, respected that. All right, I got some uh, questions. Uh, I, I sorry to cut you yeah, off, but go I got some questions about um, be you being a female identifying athlete. What were some of the things that were um, you know, 
you were not not so more or less scared of or like you know reserved of doing about playing with men before you got into it it was definitely jamming i didn't want to jam <laughs> i was like let me just be the brace you know because i was like afraid of getting like hit really hard or whatever but it really wasn't. They, it wasn't my like malicious hits or anything. It was the same hit that that badass Derby girl would have given you, you know. And so then that, that's the I kind of stuff you figured out, and yeah. showing up to that practice like this isn't so bad. Yeah, it was actually. I mean, the guys were a lot. They weren't as squirrely as the women, so it was like more calm, like chaos, I guess. But yeah. There was different skill levels, you know. They were still training guys there, too. So, you know, you had the guy that came from hockey practice who's just trying to figure out how to roll. And it was just nice to see all that. And the skill level was there. And I really respected the practices and stuff. So even if they didn't play me, I was getting what I wanted out of there, out of the practice and stuff. But... um, they ended up playing me a lot, and everything was good, and I ended up working really well with the men and stuff. But now, people are like, oh, she plays with men, I don't want to play against her. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it's reversed. Um, <clears throat> like, because, um, you know, being being skaters who've who've started during a certain period of times and what have you like myself being one that started in 2012 like yeah it was just kind of dabbling co-ed and whatever and there was a lot of female athletes that were like fuck no i'll never play with guys there was this one time this guy fucking hit me and blasted me and all this other shit you know and then it just kind of ruined it for other male athletes um until you know, a lot of people, it started like becoming less and less scary because yeah. um, the females uh, were out there and they would see the other females that, yes, maybe some of us guys practice with all the time anyways. So we would be fucking nailing each other. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it was more of like, hey, you know, this is so and so's first time, you know, they see the way we play. So there was a there was some sort of a formal introduction to you're not going to be don't this this guy is not going to hit you like this this is you know so and so and then like as those scrimmages or practices at the time went on it was like hey this is pretty cool you can turn up the intensity a little bit oh yes i loved that part I absolutely love that part. You could turn up the intensity. Did you did you but, feel that go you know being that person that was you know reserved on playing with guys? Um, were you at the moment of like, hey, this isn't so bad. You can turn it up a little bit. Yeah, when was I that had for to you? turn it up a little bit. Um, like I did like a couple mashups, and there was a couple guys like maybe three on each team, you know. And that's when you're like, oh, they're out here, you know. Mm-hmm. But like once you have a full team and everything, um, and we were practicing, and you know when you practice, everybody jams. Even though I wasn't going to be a jammer for the men's team, we all practiced, right? So like watching them and watching footage and everything like that is, I would say, fifty percent of learning derby, you know. So, like, that was already in my head that these people are going at this intensity, so that's what I have to do. So, when I started doing that, we I started playing with the men, and then we had a bank track tournament right after that, and Penn Jersey was like, what the fuck, Lola? Like, 
you hit us like a freight train coming out of there. I was like, it's the dudes. <laughs> Who were some of it's these like, rowdy if you boys? Don't, you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Who were some of these rowdy boys you were mixing it up at the time? Oh, um, let's see. We had Waya. We had Sweet Feet. We had Situation. We had The Riot. Matt, he's over there in Seattle now. Um, we had Astro Stash. He's over in California now. Um, Big O, he was over there in Houston as well. But yeah, they were... They were great, though. Like, they, they had plays. We practiced mm-hmm. all sorts of things, and the team, the vibe was awesome. Like, I just really felt at home for that, with that team. And so when I built Midway, I was like, hey, boys, guess, guess who has an open gender team? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. So uh, Midway Roller Derby, um, you, you just kind of scooped up, scooped up all those cats. Um, you guys... We're at Roller Rage last year. Yes. And um, I watched that on TV. Unfortunately, I had fucking COVID, so I wasn't Man. able to participate, but I will be out there uh, mixing it up this year with Cal Squad again. Um, awesome. But yeah, so we look forward to that. So how was the, the first Roller Rage tournament for Midway Roller Derby? Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> How was it from your okay, so, uh, guys' experience? Well, like, the thing is, like, it was my first time building a team and mm-hmm. traveling with it. Like, we hadn't had a practice together or anything. Like, this is just some, like, mashup kind of team that got built together for this tournament, you know? And so, um, five people missed their flights. <laughs> so that was super exciting for me. I was like, yay, I love dancing in fire. Uh, and since it was like a new tournament and all sorts of things were happening and everything was barely coming back, they were really lenient on a lot of things. So like I talked to them about like, hey, like we just want to skate safe. Can we uh, borrow some skaters from other teams to like make this happen? And they're like, yeah, sure, which created this, like, whole uproar throughout the entire tournament where everybody was skating on everybody's team, and it was just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do remember yeah. seeing that, watching it from There home. was a lot of shuffling, absolutely. Yeah. I think and Thrasher played just... for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I just, like, we all sat back and we're like, we better enjoy this now because this shit will never happen again. Like, <laughs> Oh, it was insane. But, you know, I'm a very calm person in a storm. So, like, I was like, it's going to be what it's going to be. Because when you travel so often, something always happens. Whether it's a rental car, whether it's your luggage or whatever, something is bound to happen. So you're just kind of used to the fire at that point. And so when shit hit the storm, like, you guys got this, you know. You guys play this sport all the time. And a lot of them had never even been on a big track, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. having this pep talk with them that this is going to be great. <laughs> and then the subs that we had were, like, Roller Might and Sweet Beats. Like, oh, okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Feel a little bit better having some more experience, bank track experience out there. Yeah. And then, like, while I was there, I was talking to Cow Squad, and they were like, hey, like, we really want to do something with Midway. Like, we love you, Nat, and all the stuff you're doing. Like, let's 
let's try to build something. And that's when we started the discussion of Smacktober got brought up at Roller Raid. So I was like, all right, like, let's do that. But um, they weren't talking about that. They were talking about um, a women's team. Cowskull was like, hey, like, you think you could, like, just bring some, a bank track women's team. I was like, oh, well, that's different. Okay. So while I was there, I was like, well, look at all these girls who are on open gender teams that are not on a women's team. Mm -hmm. You know? So I was like, hey, ladies, you want some extra practice so that way you can be better for your open team? I'm going to make put together a game in San Diego. So we ended up going out there June 10th, our first women's team to go play. And it was so much fun, and we won. And uh, a lot of those skaters that are on the women's midway team are on uh, different open gender teams. Very nice. Like Lightning. <laughs> She's one of our yes, bank yes. skaters. Ugh. We wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff without her. She has held the women's midway team together. So awesome. And um, it's really going to be sad to be at Roller Rage going against her because it just feels like she's part of this, you know? Man, over the years, I've gotten wrecked by by that by her so many times on bank track scrimmages. I'm telling you. Just absolutely fucking wrecked, dude. And she does it with a complete chill ass smile. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, stand by. I got to change the batteries in the recorder. Um, you'll okay. you'll remain on the phone though. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So, <clears throat> Midway Roller Derby this year coming up for Roller Rage. Um, yeah. Do you have any um, maybe insider information? Because it's just me and you talking. I'm not recording this right now. Wink, wink. About a uh, roster. Any previews on that roster? Or are you keeping that close to the chest? Um, sure. There's a couple fun names that are going to be coming in that I would love people to know about. Uh, we have Jam and Janet, who has skated Bank Track Roller Derby for TXRD for many, many years, but is now living in Alaska. So she's going to come on down and have some bank track fun with us, and I'm so happy to have her. Very nice. And uh, also coming down from that sort of direction, we got Mr. Testosterone. Oh, right. Who will be joining us from Canada. Hell yeah. Yeah. I saw he was at uh, Champs and was given one of our stickers from Top. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, got his hands on out from under the bed sticker, which is kind of neat. Um, well, I figured um, a lot of the boys have been practicing. I mean, Sweet Feet's from Houston, so but he skates at Denver. So he just got done with Champs with yeah. Mister Testosterone, right? Yeah, I just I, Master and I were out of town and we watched that. And we were watching it the last two minutes and then hope because my daughter lives like out kind of out in the sticks in Washington a bit. So we were yeah. fucking driving slow enough, but not to impede the speed limit to where the fucking connection right. wasn't going to drop out on the phone. Because <laughs> oh that was so exciting. That that championship game was fucking something else. And I got the opportunity to uh, skate against Sweet Feet last night in the uh, in that Rough Riders game here locally. Oh, nice. And uh, it was fun. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. And the Big O, too. That was a good time mixing it up with a lot of them boys. Last night, yeah, and so like O is a, a one of the original Midway skaters. He was with us mm -hmm. at Roller Rage 
So he'll be with us again this year. So it's interesting, but now I have, I didn't plan on it, but I have three Denver skaters. And who might that be? have that unity together, yeah. Who are those Denver skaters? Uh, Mr. Testosterone, Sweet Feet, and Big O. Oh, okay. okay, I thought maybe you had some of the uh, female ones on your roster. Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No. All right. Yeah, I didn't know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, hey, that's that's pretty neat. Um, I am skating with a Denver skater who is a badass. Uh, Coyote. We're on a Texas yeah. Sevens together. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. And I got to play play against Coyote last night in a couple jams, too. So that was yes, I'm fucking so excited fun as hell. For this. Yeah. Could you imagine me and Coyote tearing up some track? Oof. But yeah, like, I'm really excited for Roller Rage, too, because... Um, they're like, I mean, I like that since, you know, since we got you on and we're talking about Midway and everything. Yeah. I like the fact that, um, there's, there's now more eyes on open gender roller derby and open gender bank track roller derby. Yes. Because I've been working real hard on that. <laughs> because being a fan of 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 roller derby um it was always on after pro wrestling on saturday nights and shit like that and i would watch it and at the time um i would see that there was like uh same sex jams like it wasn't so much co-ed but there was men and women playing fucking roller derby and like roller derby has just been something that's always been on my radar yeah but to see co-ed bank track is is something really neat because um like uh like i was saying it's a fan thing i would talk to fans here locally and be like oh you play roller derby too do you ever bank track i'm like yeah i played this from time to time like oh we'd love to see that and i'm like fuck yeah i bet you would dude and give the people what what they want yes (laughs) yeah it's what they remember you know like anytime somebody stops you they're like oh i used to watch on tv what they watched was bank track yeah, because I have uh, I do pools. I've I've uh, I'm a pool man by trade, and uh, yeah. when some of my old my senior citizen customers would find out that I'm a roller derby player, they'd be like, "Oh man, roller derby! I used to watch it on TV," and I'm like, "Hell yeah, yeah. fuck yeah!" And yeah. I I was uh the one of the neighbors of a customer of mine. He sold the wood to Leo Seltzer for like the first bank track in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, he found out from my customer that I played, and he was like, hey, you know, I sold the wood to Leo Seltzer. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, that's, that's awesome, dude. It's badass. Like, I think Chicago has a bank track, right? That's where it's, it started. Chicago well, yeah, and I Chicago. I don't know if it's up yet or if it's in storage, but I think they have one. Like, I know they're trying to start a league. But that'd be cool and, if they got a bank track there again. That would be fucking rad. Yeah. Vegas has one. Um, I don't know if they're having a big league or anything like that, but I think they just got it during COVID or something. But, like, yes, it's the hard part is finding a facility for it. So mm-hmm. That's why nobody does it, you know? People are barely making practice happen in parking lots, let yeah, alone having a huge-ass warehouse for a bank track. Especially now, like, after, you know, coming back after the fucking pandemic and so many places just more or less needing just a hand over their fucking practice space because, you know, their fucking league just didn't exist anymore. 
and then like with them coming back or whatnot, and then their practice space has been gone. And then now, like you said, you know, there's plenty of fucking leagues doing shit in parking lots and or like tennis courts getting thrown off of them. Fucking what have right. you? Pickleball takeover. And then pickleball oh, taking over. I hear that's some <laughs> fucking bullshit these days. Uh, I think somebody made like a pin or a patch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that floating around somewhere. That's funny. Um, so what are some of the names uh, that you always get excited to uh, mix it up against now that you've been in the game for so long? When you oh, get those opportunities um, on these tra- when you travel around, because you've said you travel around all the time and like drop into practices. What are some of the names you've either dropped in with or like get excited to play with or against on these adventures? I mean, I'm never very good at names, you know, and I don't like people getting in my head like, oh, like, oh, this person is going to like eat me at this part or whatever. But um, there was like I've been to uh, practice practices in Iceland and that was like a really awesome opportunity, like that entire league, like. They would do their practice and, like, talk in Icelandic, and then they'd, they'd look at me, and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, English. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, I know what a plow sounds like, and it looks the same in America. I got it. Like, But um, I remember Team Texas had, like, a big old clinic that they hosted a couple years back, and I remember I got to do, um, like, different parts of that clinic with Haas the Boss and Freight Train and Peace War and Anita, Riot, like all of them were there and I was like, oh my god, why isn't anybody else here? There was like two other people besides me and I was like, whatever, this is private lessons from the Fuck best yeah. of the best. Yeah. yeah, that was an amazing experience and um, but for the most part, it's just like a, I, I want to see the different ways people train, you know, there's just so many different ways to do it and you end up building like different warm-ups from different places and you know try to make it all work as one i know i feel like i'm that person at tournaments that's creeping out over like the <laughs> the team on the side that's like warming up i'm like what are they doing over there yeah totally How, like yeah. i recorded la's warm-up have you ever seen them no the la um la derby dolls the bank track team they're like number one uh yeah, their warm-up looks like an army drill warm-up. They're, like, stomping their feet, doing plows up the way down, like, in sync, like, in sync swimmers. Like, it's insane. Oh, I love it. It's very intimidating, yeah. We had an opportunity to uh, watch a bunch of teams warm up for uh, Cactus Cup because where our booth was set, um, we, it was right in front of the practice track, so we got to see some of those uh, those athletes warm up. And awesome. fucking pretty rugged some of these like um fuck uh Angel City I think was there oh, yeah. right they had a pretty tough mm-hmm. one going on um some of the open gender teams that were there they had some pretty tough uh you know warm ups happening and ha- and whatnot so it was cool to sit there and watch and like maybe take a couple little notes like notes as far as like what will translate well in a USARS practice. <clears throat> yeah you know so um usars you've uh familiar you're familiar with that as well right yes i've competed in two nationals and you've been at nationals uh what do you what are some things that you find really enjoyable about that style uh, of roller derby 
it's the race. It's the race. Like, it's just a full-on race the entire time. You know what I mean? There is no slowing down. There is no stopping, going backwards. Like, you are chasing that. You're chasing to hold your wall. You're chasing to be that jammer. Like, it's the angles, knowing, like, if that jammer is on the inside and I'm on the out, I can swoop on this little corner and catch him. Like, that's fun. Yeah, because um, it's a, it's more similar to RCDL, in, uh, well, in my opinion anyways, because you're yeah. always moving forward. Um, the strategy is yeah. pretty much, not more or less the same, but it's really similar, um, yeah. except for having like a rail on the one side of you. It's, it's, you know, everybody's moving their feet sort of shit. So I will say this, like out of the three different rule sets that I play with, the USARS and RDCL, um, the uniqueness of all three of them is the startup. Mm-hmm. All three of these startups are have to be strategically played differently. And like the beautiful thing, like people think bank track is like, you know, this this constant like this, or if you're on a flat track, you, there's more strategy or this and that. But the strategy in bank track is all in that box. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, like, there's so many, there's playbooks for that box, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, and with it, it's not as strategic because you're not starting with your men down, you know? Like, it happens when it happens with those penalties. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You SARS, I've seen quite a, quite a few different setups, you know, some where they're all taking the inside or some where they're set up like this, but it's always a little different. Yeah, because personally, I like to play roller derby before the whistle. Like how you said, it's all happening before the whistle anyways. Um, yeah. Inside of the, the boxes. Um, I'm out there, you know, like making a cat sound or like what have you. Or even off of the <laughs> bench. Like I'm, you know, trying to get with my team. But as we get out there, um, you know, see what's going down. So that was, <clears throat> like I said, playing Wifta again like last night. It was different. Like there was no standing in that box situation of, you know, like this or this or that, you know, like it was, all right, we're going to roll backwards on this five second whistle and whatever there was. It seemed like there was less setup before the whistle. Like, I don't know. It was different to me. Maybe like that's not just something I'm familiar with anymore and like I didn't really catch it too much as because as much as I do now those setups don't really happen unless it's like with a team that constantly practices together do they really like do like flat track setups but yeah it was just really it was really wild not to um have that have that part of the game last night for me yeah, you know, it's still fun. Like, I mean, I'm a I'm an all rule set player, just given opportunities yeah. when they arise. But you know, I'm not like you know against one or the other, like some fucking derby snob. I just <laughs> like playing roller derby. But yeah, so uh, fucking USARS Nationals. Like, uh, hopefully one day um, I can either get on a team or we can bring one of our own teams here from our home league. I, I already asked for the time off for next year, so it's too late. Like, I'm invested. So we're so. invested in yes! that. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I would, per- you know, personally, I'd like to play on on a stage like that. How was how was that for you to uh, play out there on USARS Nationals? 
Like, what was that uh, first time experience getting out there doing that? Well, the way I even got invited was from a team out of Chicago. Um, I met this girl at USA tryouts because I went to USA roller sport tryouts when I did not even know the rules. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. I like that. <laughs> because um, I just wanted to know what they were looking for and what they were doing. Like, yeah. I knew I had no business being there, but I was like, you're not, it doesn't say I can't be here. So, you know, I'm here. <laughs> and, um, like they had this skater position, speed skating thing, uh, pace line. They did it for like 20 minutes. I'm not even like exaggerating. Like, I'm pretty sure I thought like every bone in my body was just going to like fall over. And I, I had to skate on the outside of the track because I did not have the endurance for that at that time. And I was just like, it was, you know, a lot. I was like, okay, you have a lot of work to do. Like, this is not the same roller derby you're used to. Like, so um, I started doing a lot of uh, Stairmaster and a lot of different things to build my endurance. And now I can play like five games in a row and it's just like, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of the girls that I met at the USA tryouts, she was like, I really enjoyed blocking with you. Like, I felt stronger, and we did so many things together, and this was great. So if I ever build a team, I'll holler at you. I was like, all right, cool. And so she built a team and uh, called Cuddle and brought them to USARS and invited me to come play because Texas had two teams. But um, I don't think any of them really knew me, I guess. So I started with a team out of Chicago. Okay, cool. We were talking with Mad for Gravy about that last night because I couldn't remember where Team Cuddle was um, originated from, whether it was like a part of Northern California or, um, or like somewhere the in the Midwest. Yeah. So you have solved the mystery. Yay! <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, they were really fun. I got to jam with them, so I wasn't expecting that either. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool, jam. But it ended up being really good, and uh, from there, uh, Violet Crown reached out because they were having tryouts there in Austin. So I was like, if I could have the opportunity to actually practice this and not just show up to a tournament and play, I'm going to try to do that. So then I started skating with them. Who was that, um, who was that skater on Cuddle that got you onto the Nationals team? Uh, Carrie? She has uh, her husband skates with her too. He was on USA. Uh, she has bright red, orange hair, which is so pretty. Or is it green now? <laughs> We're not really too um, familiar with anybody's real names here. I know. I'm really, <laughs> I just know her on Facebook because we're always talking on Facebook. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah because just the other day we had that situation master did she was like i need to tag the skater like what is their real name yeah i had to reach out to my um other league manager and be like hey help me out here <laughs> what you got on your roster over there <laughs> so, so okay speaking of like okay so we're just we're just loose here on the show thanks to siphon draw apothecary keeping us loose so um <clears throat> what oh, val, val raven Oh, right on. Okay. You got, you, did you get that, Master? Yeah. Val Raven? Yes. 
Yes, she's awesome. She's another one of those that, like, brings people back into Derby and, like, builds teams in one of those leader positions. She's a real good asset to roller derby. Fuck, yeah. So what makes a good track buddy um, for you? Um... Whether okay, they listen so or they can take a shove, to, what do you got? No, um, yeah, definitely a shove. One that's fluid, you know. Like recently, I got to um, play with Freight Train because we were on Anarchy and Violet Crown together. So, like, we were when I'd be at the front doing that last catch, she'd be right there with me, and I'm like, okay, great, we're here on the same page. Or um, just like you know, having that idea on the, on the next step. You know, without having to tell them, they're like, yeah, I'm here too, bro. I'm like, oh, great, cool, let's do this thing. When, But definitely having to take a shove is important. Yeah, because if, uh, if you're trying I've to make... i had some a, resistors. Oh, the resistors. But, so, I mean, this was brought into a little bit of perspective for me, like, especially last night. Um with like the the pushing on like a teammate some people uh-huh. might think like um that they're not being pushed to an assist position or whatever like i was like hey that kind of makes sense like um i'm uh most I'm of the time when you're getting pushed you're getting push. pushed as a bowling ball you know and that's yeah. all it is like just just know that you're a bowling ball and let that be <laughs> yeah, and trust that person is seeing some kind of something that they're putting you yeah. in the right position. Yeah, like you might land on the ground, but that person that you just hit is out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because my favorite thing is roping, roping either the jammer or the another blocker, and then just like yeah, especially a jammer too. If they kind of go to the inside or the where like say. The, the other shoulder of, like, where the blocker is, and if they have enough to engage him, I'll start pushing on that blocker and shit and just keep, like, wedging myself, like, into that wedge position of, like, now, you know, you're not going to pass their right shoulder because I'm right. right here now trucking trailer and you to the inside. Yes. And, like, just constantly keeping that pressure. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, got, if you lock up, you know, like, how can I push you into position then, which is going to further move me into position? Like, yes, definitely staying like a, uh, a strong fluid, if that sounds like yin and yang. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because, you know, like, you know, I'm a fucking shovey kind of player. I like when people shove me around to put me in positions. That, I mean, I loved it last night because I had no, that rolling backwards shit. I'm like, just push me, just put me in the direction <laughs> master saw that too. i loved it like, it was great <laughs> just loving it. and then it was like he was so usars <laughs> you know heavy that he would end kind of like in front of where the pack is and kind of waiting for the pack to catch up and it's like no you got to get back there but he'd do this slow roll back to where everyone forgot <laughs> about him to the point where he's just like pocketing people on the way back <laughs> nice it, yeah. worked. It, it worked i mean like shit you know because it, you know, if my jammer had lead, like I was like, okay, these this this set does not know where I'm at right now. So like, my jammer is gonna squeak up, and I'm just gonna start like wedging myself in here and just like you know 
stand, you know, yeah. run a pick like how I would, how you would in basketball. Just like stand there for a second, be like, well, you know, you can try to turn around, but you don't know I'm standing here. I'm just gonna bump you a little bit, and now my jammer oh, scooting, a, scooting around. Yeah, so that was that was fun being able to be like rolled into position <laughs> and even go backwards like that because <laughs> I I mean I kept not just turning around 180 and skating back to the pack forwards you know I just kept remain remaining facing forwards but just like sliding the whole skating backwards thing is just like real tricky to not get that directional you're like all right I gotta reposition myself just so I can hit this person because I can't hit in this direction yeah yes absolutely <laughs> i got i got a good break too from one of the officials last night because i got called oh, on a failure to reform or what was it yeah I, yeah. yeah failure to reform because of that yeah. stopping situation and um the next time it happened the official you can see it on the live stream too they kind of like look right at me and I, you can see me looking right at them and they wave their hand like all right i'm gonna give you a chance and i'm like thank you get back with your friends that's hilarious <laughs> so yeah that, that was that was pretty rad what are some of your what are some of your derby goals for upcoming um seasons or because are you in the off season right now did you say at the start yeah, of the interview i think I mean, it's supposed to supposedly an off season, but like everybody, home. there's so many. Ter- I'm not on a home team. <laughs> oh, you're not on a home team. Tell me more. <laughs> I haven't been on a home team for many years. I guess since I left Southside Roller Derby, and I left them after COVID. So um, this past year, I have skated my very first year on a WIFTA team. So I am on the Dallas Derby Devils. And their travel team, though. Oh, did, so. okay. didn't Bitch Please just come from there again? I think so. Yes. 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 And she's back now. Yes. We yes. get her back. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got, I, um, yeah they're cool. It was it was uh, interesting to skate and with that. I was like, oh, there's a lot of this and a lot of that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then you being, really... a, you being a uh, primary uh, RCDL skater, like the rolling backwards was probably a bit of a learning curve for you as well. Well, Southside, their travel team, they did flat track and bank track. So we did get the opportunity to practice like flat stuff with like other leagues that weren't with the ranked and stuff like that. Oh, so just like, kind of fuck already, with it a little bit? Yeah. Right on. I had already been dabbling in both the worlds when I kind of first started. And um, it just, like, never really did any competitions in it, you know? I just did, like, a mashup here or something like that, you know? And so this past year, I got, I think my first lifted tournament was Boda's. And then the second one was Clover Cup and uh, Cactus Cup. But um, I think Cactus Cup I did open gender. But yeah, um, Clover Cup, to compete against all these women, like, it's a different sport, like, you know, like, they have different strategies and things like that, and they're little ninjas, and I'm like, all right, because the guys, <laughs> it's easy for me to block, you know, like, you guys are tall, like, I'm at your ankle, I'm like, all right, come down here, because I'm like this little, you know, annoying thing by your hip. I dare <laughs> you to high block me. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> 
But the women, they're like, we're right here, sister. I'm like, shit, all right. Like, <laughs> you plan. So it's definitely a different challenge for me to play against women. Um, but it's really cool. I'm looking forward to the new um, season coming up. I know there's a lot of different tournaments of uh, women's cups of stuff, like regionals and things like that, but I have no idea. Like, honestly, this whole ranking thing is all very new to me, but um, it's really exciting, you know. So I'm going to check that out this year with Dallas, and um, I did apply for B-Side, so we'll see how that goes. All right, all right. We love our B-Side athletes on here. Hopefully you make it. Yeah, I just want to get some more opportunities for different skate stuff. So, that'll be cool. Yeah, we featured a handful of them so far. A bunch of cool folks on that squad. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, they're made up of a group of a lot of of really good people over there. Yeah, I got a few of them on my Midway team, too. So, I'm like... Marcella Masticate, she uh, is like the background of Midway. She's been the one that helps start all the fundraising pages. She helped at the raffles for the coolers. She's putting together the website for the merch page. Like, although she has been busy raising puppies, uh, she's been the backbone for Midway. So I'm very grateful to have her help. So after after playing in all these games and tournaments and stuff, what do you like to eat after after games and whatnot? A steak. Right on. How do you <laughs> like your steaks? Uh, medium rare, more rare than medium. Yes. Kind of walk it by the grill action. Yeah. What yeah. kind of side do you like with your steaks? Mashed potato? What you got? Um, I'll t- I have to keep some balance in there. So like some veggies and then a potato. <laughs> what kind of vegetable is your go-to? Broccoli. Nice. Steamed or, um, wasn't, I, I guess there's no other way to serve broccoli other yeah, than you raw. Can, no, you can grill ways. it. Ooh, yeah. grill broccoli. Grilled and baked. Yeah. I have no problem. I'll take broccoli all the ways that it comes cooked. Right on. <laughs> I just don't like it too mushy. Oh, yeah. It's weird. No. I mean, no. Not unless it's in a soup, like broccoli cheddar soup. That's it. Yeah, that's a little different. I think it belongs there. Um, Right, right, right. (laughs) Otherwise, it's like, God damn it. What is this shit? (laughs) What is this, spinach? (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got a favorite dinosaur? Dinosaur, uh, Rex. All right. What would be, um, if you had your choice in a roller skate setup, what would it be? Uh, well, I guess I should have thought about this before. Um, I do want to get an Aries plane. I've heard really good things about them, and I don't have one yet, so we'll check those out. Yeah, those are supposed to be so nice. Right. Everybody else says they're magical. I want to be magic. That's what we keep hearing. (laughs) Have you seen those cushions? They're so pretty. Uh, (laughs) I know. I've had the same setup since like, I don't know, five years now. So I'm like, all right, 
I think this Christmas I'm gonna have to pull out some. Here you go. Here's a, what I want from Rydell. Thanks, bye. <laughs> right. So, um, a good a good amount of us either park skated prior to the pandemic or during the pandemic. Some roller derby skaters got into skate park skating. Have you gotten into any of that prior or during the pandemic? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So funny story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of my dairy girls is like, "Hey, there's this. Um, what are those things called? The like the, the little railing things that you jump off of and go down the slide box? Maybe. Yeah. Like that would go on your skates? No. 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 Just the rail. Oh, like, just so. the rail. Yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. grind rail. Okay, yeah, but, like, it has, like, a whole little thing to skate down it, right? Like, you go up it, and then you go down it, and yes. then you go up it. Okay. Oh, like a little ramp, so, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. So, one of the skater girls is like, I have this ramp. I don't have space for it at my house. And I was like, I do. Bring it over. So, we put this damn half-pipe ramp in my driveway, and I'm like, yeah, this is a great idea. And, um... Two of my derby girls are doing it. You know, they're dropping in like OGs. And I go to do it. And as soon as I do it, my entire body's in the air. And I'm like, well, now you have to pick a cheek because we're not landing on our wheels. And (laughs) I landed on my left butt cheek. But my entire body did. And so, like, I had this, like, solar system bruise on my butt for, like, four months. He doesn't say I'm a little hesitant to drop in on anything do you still have this ramp in your front yard or did you get rid of it it's still in my driveway it's yeah it's driveway. like yeah because i have a garage that's like sits behind my house so i put the little half pipe towards oh, that okay right on okay. yeah i can kind of picture what this looks like kind of maybe like my house in chicago where the the, the garage was in the back of the house and there was like a driveway gangway sort of situation up on the front yeah and i feel like i should be better at this right like bank track it's like same thing it is not the same thing (laughs) all right so on this so your first you just went to go like that was your first experience on a ramp or did you at least fucking roll back and forth on it at least you just went to straight drop in and how tall was the ramp or is the ramp the ramp wasn't that tall like a couple feet like maybe yeah like maybe three feet or something But I had skated at, like, parks before, like, you know, just going over the little hills and going up a little bit of ramp and jumping a little bit of this. But I had never attempted to drop in. Dropping in is a whole different story. Well, let me tell you something about dropping in. At least you had the pleasure of doing it at a private ramp. Um, Some of us (laughs) have not had that pleasure. And there's some fucking kook on a scooter or a skateboard that's going to fucking just, you know... Be a fucking dickhead because they're like, what is this guy or what is this person doing out there in these roller skates? I'm going to go fucking snake their line. Um, Especially right when you drop in, too. Um, But, yeah, so you had the luxury of doing that, at least. Um, So what do you think happened? Did you not lean forward enough? Yeah, I didn't lean forward enough. It kind of kicked you back on your heels on the the pitch? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll get you. Um, I... I um, was lucky enough to have somebody tell me to lean forward when I was 
dropping in. Shoot, even though when yeah. I knew I was supposed to lean forward, I still landed on my ass. <laughs> what I'm supposed to do and what my body's going to do are two separate things. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Definitely. That day they argued. It's the leaning forward and pushing your feet down, your lower half back into the ramp at the same time that kind of is like foreign at first. So, um, yeah. And you so haven't tried it like since? kind of... Uh, so when that happened, I was like, let's try this jam skating. There's got to be something else we can try. <laughs> so I did some jam skating, and that was super fun. Oh, sweet. Um, how did that go? Like, because um, I don't know how, I have no rhythm in shoes. So, like, yeah, how is jam no, skating it went going? just like you're assuming. Like, it looked like a robot trying to dance. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Oh, so it looked and like I'm like, okay man, with that. that. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred. That's like fun, so. I'm a like I'm a little brick house. So like when I'm over there trying to be like rhythmic, it was it was entertaining, needless <laughs> to say. <laughs> it's all about the vibes, oh, right? Awesome. So, do you have a a skate rink, a, a local skate rink in your area you frequent or not? Nah? Uh, yeah, there's one over here called Fun City Skate, and they're pretty cool. They got like. I posted my daughter's birthday party there before, and they like bring her and her friends to the DJ booth, and they're like, "Pick your favorite song." And uh, I know, right? And like all the ladies that are people that work there, they uh, wear costumes and stuff. Like it's Halloween. I'm like, I love that. And then uh, now they recently built a full bar, so I'm like, that's problem. That, oh yeah, that could be an issue. Uh, is it a uh, polished concrete or a wooden floor? Wooden floor. Oh, right Ooh, on. Nice. One of the local yeah. skate rinks here just uh, got a wooden floor installed, and um, I'm not a rink skater, so I'll probably never go to it. But <laughs> but uh, it's a, but yeah. it's it's a big deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal, deal though. Yes. I hear that's a big deal amongst the uh, rink community as a wooden floor. Yeah, I haven't like been in a while. I um, but for the most part, there's this college, uh, University of Houston, Clear Lake, that's like right by my house. So I just go up there and skate because it's so easy to clear out a bunch of miles. It's so smooth and it's well lit at night because Houston's hella hot. It's like on fire here during the day, and. Uh, it's got security because it's a campus. So, like, I invite during COVID, I would invite like all the girls over to my house, and we'd meet in my backyard, so no one was inside the house, you know. And we would go up there and skate, and we would knock out like ten miles and get to be people again. It was nice, and then we'd hang out in my backyard, have a couple beers, and that was like the event of the month. <laughs> That's pretty rad. I'm I'm not familiar with the um, with the Houston area. But um, is there that's some pretty decent skating outside as far as like trails and or sidewalks to get to destinations? Um, yeah, like there's there's sidewalks and stuff. So like you can go places, but like, you know, it's a little choppy and stuff like that. That's why we like skating up at the campus. Cause it's just like really smooth. And there's no bumps and there's no cracks in the sidewalks and stuff. Okay, yeah, because I'm... I, you know, primarily skate outside here locally in Arizona and stuff. And outside, it does have its challenges and whatnot. I just uh, was wondering what the terrain was uh, like there. Um, yeah, downtown Houston has, like, a really cool, like, bike trail. That, oh, right uh, on. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, it goes like all across the bayou, so it has like really cool views, and you're downtown, so you see all the buildings and things. That was really nice. Yeah, I've I've I really want to go to Houston. In my time living in Austin, I never had the chance to get down there and check anything out, or even San Antonio for that matter. Um, being right there in the middle, cool. you know, I never really checked anything out other than like Austin and then the surrounding areas. Yeah, Houston needs to rebuild our roller derby back up, but but you're working on it though, right? Yes, yes, we are full oh, yeah. swing. <laughs> Very uh, nice. We have we have a, another person. I'll tell you that's joining us at Roller Rage, uh, Party Pants from uh, London. Oh no way! I'm not familiar, but they're coming all the way from London to play in this tourney. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's exciting because I just um, the ending goal with this is that these people from all these different places will take this because they love it so damn much and build their own thing, you know, because there's only like seven leagues or less than that in the United States for bank track. Yeah. And um, fortunately for, for you and like, you know, living there in Texas, like me living here in Arizona, like, yeah, um, skaters like us could be presented with opportunities and you being a bank track athlete from what have you um, to do it. And some places yeah. aren't so lucky to do that. And um, I will always be so fortunate that there is that here in Arizona. Um, like I meant, I mentioned it during the interview with Wendy O'Killams because hearing how much how much work and everything went into putting that track together and um, literal blood, sweat and tears yes before because you know the carpeted steps that are there to get you into the track i will always pause (laughs) and then step onto the track because it's something that should be cherished in a way and i do and like personally i do do that because of the fucking work and uh went into it and having one here locally is really special um being, you know, like I said, you know, being that person that will get down with any form of roller derby. There's wheels um, on my feet. Mid- I'll get down. That reminds me. Midway Magic's women's team is coming uh, December 16th. We'll be playing against Arizona Derby Dames. Oh, no oh. way. All right. Okay. Tell me more about this. Or is that the I'm more... I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, um, Lightning hit me up, was like, do you think you could swing it? And I'm like, it's around Christmas, so I don't know. But, like, women, the Midway team is all, um, they're all from everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I was like, it's fine. I think I have, like, 40 women, you know, because that's kind of like who can show up to this kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. And so for, for that one, I hit up some girls that I knew out there and was like, hey, ladies, how do you feel about a bank track? So you guys are going to be seeing some of your familiar faces that you have never seen on a bank track before. Yay. All right on. These are probably these are Arizona flat trackers you pulled. Yes. Fuck it. Yes. Nice. Very we nice. have Sherman. What? Oh, yeah. I got to play with Sherman last night or against Sherman last night. We have Goldie Knox. Nice. We have Naughty. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Yes, Miss Murder. She'll be out there. 
and um, Myth is going to come play with Midway too. But oh, as far yeah. as Alexandra, yeah, I know she's going to have a blast. We love this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited, and Lightning said she's going to host a uh, really good clinic for us, and um, I think Thrasher's going to be able to make it too, so she'll be at that bout as well. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty rad. I got to um, skate with Thrasher last night um, during the Gold Rush Cal Squad game, and it's always good to mix it up with her. Like, it's, it's her... Like, her being, you know, like, I know her dad and her mom, you know what I mean, from yeah. doing this. And then her being, like, growing up in this shit and just, like, being this fucking super roller derby player is, like, yeah, this is pretty Oh, so let, me, let me tell you about this. While we were at Smacktober, like, you know, we tried to mix our OG bank girls with our flat track skaters, right? We're like, all right, this is how we're going to make the pack so that way these people can help those people, right? But it ended up, like... For the last game, Lightning's like, hey, why don't we just, like, stop fighting the green and, like, let them be where they're going to be. So we put, I didn't realize, but I had a bunch of junior derby bank track girls. So um, we had Lightning, Rasher, and um, the other one, oh, Afro. And um, hugs and stitches. Oh, I okay. Love so, yeah. So all four of them were all in juniors together. Like they all like competed and played together, and like were junior skaters that leveled up and stuff. So I was like, great. You guys will be one scary ass pack. Go on out there, and then the rest of the girls were the um, like new stars skaters. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nice. all right, you guys. Yeah, so I was like, here's your USARS pack, and here's our junior pack. And once we did that, like, it was great. Because we were like, if this doesn't work, and that pack is, you know, falling too short, we'll mix it back. But they were keeping their own, because they were on the same page, you mm-hmm. know? So it just worked so much better. But um, the Rasher is going to be leaving us all soon. I know, yeah, she's going to yeah. London. Yeah, so I'm trying to just soak it all up before that. She'll still come back for some major tournaments. Yeah, for sure. And check out that clinic. Um, if you guys follow Thrasher on the socials, she's got one more clinic um, in Casa Grande before she leaves. Heck yes. It's so good. Yeah, we don't, I've been watching her in uh, Instagram me, videos and trying to do it. Yeah. Cut. Yeah, hell of an athlete Thrasher is. Um, do you have any uh, sponsors or anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, Left Turn Clothing. They have been taking real good care of our jerseys. Left Turn? All right, perfect. Right on. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, you got anything else? You you got anything for our guests there, Master? No, I don't think so. Anything you've been thinking of through these responses? I think we covered a lot. All right. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, so... Thanks again for uh, being on, and um, it was re- it was really nice chatting with you and stuff. Yeah, it's it was kind of exciting. You guys play. made it real easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean this is this is a loose show, you know. It's not like we have anybody rushing us on and off of the air and stuff like that. You were a little bit of a pilot kind of program tonight with our call with our um, call in session. 
um, because nice. we are trying to uh, get some funds together to possibly do like once a month um, live call-in shows with like, you know, previous guests and or like people that might acquire the the call-in phone number and shit for the program. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then maybe roll that into like a live Zoom party with like however many people like can get in on oh, like nice. the link and shit. Yeah, we're looking to do some shows like that in the future. So, like, you were kind of like the first one of having like a like us bullshitting and then having somebody call into the show because I try to make it like a um, enough of like a fourth wall situation of like you're listening to a live show. Anyways, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a fa- I've always been a fan of like radio and whatever listening to like sports with my grandmother when I was little. So like. Why not? Why not have this show? Oh, yes. And that's why I don't edit I it either. It. You know, for you, gentle listener, you get all the raw shit. I don't ever yeah. edit. And um, and that's good for our guests, too, because then nothing can ever be taken out of context. And then we can ever, you know, be like, oh, man, I didn't even say that. That was a fucking gotcha interview or whatever. You know, it never will leave a bad taste. So, um, yeah, like you that. get all of it raw. All of it raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening to y'all's show. It was a really good show. I really like a lot of the interviews you guys have been doing. Thank you, thank you. Because why this show is so loose, it's uh, Siphon Draw Apothecary keeps us smothered and covered in some of the best pain relief sticks and salves you can find only made in the southwest of uh, Arizona here in um, <clears throat> Apache Junction. So if you would like to get yourself a little bit more familiar with their products, gentle listener, are you familiar with uh, Siphon Draw's products? Yes, my derby wife, Amazon, uh, handles a lot of their marketing. Okay. Oh. So do you, well, give us a, give us a testimonial. What's your favorite Siphon Draw product? Um, their that cream that they put, like it's kind of like a biofreeze kind of cream, like they put on your joints after like your knee and stuff like that. Like, oh, it takes away, like, all the pain. Yeah. Like, you just don't feel anything. You're like, this is great. <laughs> I can move again. Yeah, I mean, I took a pretty decent blast last night and uh, fell on my tailbone pretty hard. And I rubbed some of that 3Y. Well, Master helped me out. Rubbed some of the 3Ys men on there. I rubbed. Well. What did you cocktail okay, me so with? Here, Tell me about Here's what cocktail. I did. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I knew you were going to have leg cramps. So, we put on some magnesium body butter. Okay, step nice. one. And then we put on some pain relief stick. And then we okay. put on some of that. Oh, I normally do the praying hands, which is the one that like warms up. But I did the Lost Wiseman salve because it's supposed to help while your muscles are sleeping. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it has CBD in it also. Yeah, oh, some of these nice. products do contain CBD. So that's a extra benefit to them. And if you, um, you gentle listener, are going to be doing some shopping please check them out on our link tree located on our social profile of our socials um, at out from under the bed on Instagram and out from under the bed with the boogeyman on uh, Facebook shop through that link tree because it helps the show. We are the first official affiliate with Siphon Draw Apothecary. So shopping through there helps our sponsor and it also helps out the show in maybe some of those forms of that live broadcasting equipment. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, locally, if you're visiting Arizona, um, which some of you 
gentle listeners tuning into these programs, visiting for tournaments, Roller Rage and such. Um, you can probably get some of their products at Roller Rage, or if you did want to take a ride out to the beautiful east side of town, 4650 North Mammoth Mine Road, Apache Junction, Arizona, 85119. At that address, you will find Goldfield Ghost Town. The physical location for Siphon Drop Apothecary is there. And I encourage everybody to check out the art gallery there as well, Siphon Draw Apothecary, Siphon Draw Art Gallery as well. And there's some other things there too, um, little events and things. Uh, you can pan for gold, get some fudge, some treat treats, what have you. It's pretty pretty tight. Have you ever been out there in your adventures here in Arizona? No, I haven't. No? Oh, I recommend Maybe we should it. check it out when we come in December. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're going to be here in December and January, too. Wow. Wow. I know. Thankfully, I have a cousin that lives out there. Oh, right. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I get to do some family time. So, yeah, check them out. I encourage going out there. I encourage everybody to go out there. Um, I used to go out there with my parents and my dad and shit all the time when I was little. Um, So, yeah, brings back some pretty sweet memories of hanging out out there. And our artwork is done by Cherry Jane. Um, You can find her other artwork at Art by Cherry Jane on Instagram. So shout out to our show artist for supplying us with the sweetest um, artwork imaginable. Um, Thank you, thank you so much. And stay tuned for our theme song um, for season two. Her husband has a uh, rockabilly surf kind of band called the hideaway you can find their music on uh apple and shit like that hideaway lv i think it is under um, on instagram on instagram so like if you want to check them out to find them the hideaway lv at the hideaway lv on instagram they're like surf rockabilly sci-fi shit so um yeah they're pretty dope and they're going to be doing our theme song and uh it's going to be cool because we will have a uh husband and wife do um heading up our arts department here at Meowder Limits Productions. And um oh, wow. she also skates for Sin City. So we're keeping Sweet. it all in house with uh roller derby and stuff. So like I I mentioned like at the beginning of uh, you know as Master and I were chatting if like people got people got businesses and stuff and they want to um come on as an advertiser with us like we're not looking for for payment and whatever what we have with Siphon Draw is something different but if you got a place that, like, say, prints jerseys and shit, like, you know, fucking A, um, we would be more than happy to talk about your jerseys all the time and uh, or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll and like I said, we definitely use the products. We're just not hawking the shit for siphon draw. Um, we, yeah. we actually use them. And uh, like I said, we will definitely use and promote whatever products. If you if anybody well, would like to come uh, as an advertiser, we're in for it. We're here for it. I have like Midway merch that has been blowing up recently. <laughs> oh, we dropped right on. our first we dropped our first product at the San Diego tournament. Well tell and... us more about this Midway merch then. Come on now. Alright. So um one of my good friends owns a clothing brand called Hyde Park and it's just blown up and it's all over the place in this. And we were meeting for drinks and I was just talking about my roller derby stuff and he's like, if you're gonna make merch for your team you need to make real merch for your team not these little cheap shirts that are printed in your garage 
I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, and like branding them and getting labeling them and getting them to be uniquely done and making them worth everything. So they're supposed to be like boutique-ish shirts, you know? So they're going to be different ones that are dropped at each tournament. But the cool thing about the brand is that it's going to have collections. And each collection is going to be based off of a skater. So, like, our first collection will be Pistol Hips collection. And it's about a derby girl who's a cop. So the whole collection is blues and grays. And it'll have, like, a matching fanny pack and shorts and hat that goes with the shirt. And I have an artist who's working on different designs for each collection. So it's really exciting and because we're trying to reach people outside of the roller derby community as yeah, well. Yeah, that's dope, like, dude. Yeah, what a cool yeah, idea. Like, I like that. That's super rad. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like woo wear almost. Yeah, and like, I've, I feel like other people will be able to connect to all the collections. Like, the next one's going to be Trauma Queen, which is, you know, based on a skater who works at a hospital you know so all the nurses and things like oh, that will be like so it's gonna be exciting yeah. so it's a uh, it's wheels are in motion and um it's gonna be a really adventurous year for that mm, that's so cool i like the I, that fucking idea like the collection stuff that's who that is making me sweat right there just thinking about <laughs> all of the uh all of the creativity that's um that's going, you know, just from what you told me, like hearing creative ideas like that, um, really, really just fucking send me to the moon. And like, again, that's, that's part of the reason why, like, I like talking to talking to people because here in the community, we're all like really fucking creative. If, uh, yeah, no one's ever noticed going. that roller derby skaters are some of the most creative people whether it's homemaking your own fucking uniforms or fucking whatever coming up with more grand ideas the foresight of like taking certain ideas like what you're doing with your t-shirts what i'm doing with the show what others are doing with what they got going on and you know moving it forward uh to give the community like things to I'm be like hey this of, is a part of it i'm tired of us reaching in each other's pockets Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to reach a demographic outside of ours, you know, with the hype from ours. Like, this is a roller derby brand, but, like, it'll be so cool that all these other people and things will be interested in it besides people that skate, you know? Yeah, because then that might bring... Okay, so this brings me to um, fans, right? So if non-roller derby people... Um, are buying this said collections merch or whatever and pistol hips is a fucking really sweet name too by the way um uh it bring it might bring in fans like local fans in the area right. like oh man i support this skater because like right. you know they're whatever the gimmick is you know because being a wrestling fan i love gimmicks dude right i fucking right, love like, it yeah and that brings Definitely. in fans. Gimmicks brings in fans. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm. That's that's part of roller derby. Like what's been mentioned on the program and stuff before. Like the fan portion of it, and then the interaction that could possibly bring in fans. I mean, I'm not saying bring back goddamn pillow fights or anything, 
but no, but to like have our, that fan our marketing and our yes, marketing yeah. of it would be a little more. Our marketing fan needs to get up there. Yeah, we gotta find different ways to show that people because like this shit is hella fun to watch. Like I don't know, I've watched like golfing and different things, and I'm like, oh okay, but like why the hell this is actually entertaining? So like once we. Like I said, I was 31 when I found this sport. Like, I didn't even know it existed. So that was just stumbling across a flyer. So, like, I feel like once this starts getting really spread, you know, maybe people will be more interested in watching it and being fans and things like that. Yeah, because it's it's the give... Okay, so it's like the give up attitude about whatever whatever rule set, say average fan or average potential fan might be stumbling in on right um yeah you you know you always hear your biased gripes or whatever but you're talking you know we're talking as as skaters who play all three and will play all three but as your average fan walking in it's not like it's it's like okay well these people are expected to fucking know what's happening and whatever and like You know, it's, I didn't, you know, no one knew what fucking football was doing at first. Like, it had to fucking start somewhere. So, like, it's the giving up attitude on it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's something like that, more or less. Like, okay, bring in an average fan, yes, but not simplify what's happening. We're still going to play our game, but... Make it a little bit more understandable in a way. Maybe like the announcers can get that. Cause okay, so I've been taking up announcing when I'm not playing with my home league. I try my best. I try my best to like have that fan interaction. You know, being a solo announcer, it's kind of hard. But if you have like a duo announcer and then there's like, you know, a crowd of people there, imagine everybody's there for their first time. Every time you're behind the microphone. So explain the game. Don't get comfortable of like, okay, all of these same people know what's going on because you might have that first timer there. You (laughs) want them to come back. So explain the game to the best of your ability to keep those fans coming. So it's that fan experience, whether it's coming from your announcer or coming from the skaters, you know, maybe you know, waving to the crowd or as they're coming off the fucking track, you know, like waving or blowing kisses, like how it used to be. Like nowadays yeah. you might get taunt, you might get a taunting for that or like you might be too gassed up and then, you know, oh, well, you're, you're taunting the other team. Like, no, I was just kind of playing to the fans, man. Like I want them to get oh, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I'm, here to, I'm of- here to hear people cheer for me. There's a lot of um, feelings and stuff, so <laughs> we have because to be as, as a fan, as a fan first of the game, that's what I liked about it so much. These I know, right? These women I would know. like be so fucking pumped up, like they would be blocking the fuck out of each other and whatever. And then the whistles would blow, the jammer would just fucking snapped off so many points. They'd be like, no, like screaming and fucking shaking each other around. Yeah. But now when you block or anything like that, you want to be so unnoticed that you barely even smile when you're doing shit, you know? Oh, this was always after the whistle. 
you okay. know, like when when skaters like after good jams, like now, yeah, you know, we give each other high fives and stuff. But I could remember yeah. like skaters just losing their fucking minds over there as their teammates were coming off the track and like getting onto the track. People would be like really gassing each other up. And like as a fan, I really like seeing that because I'm like they are having a really good time. Oh yeah, you know, like that's what I try to do that with my team all the time. Yeah, we don't, so, we like, don't only have this one life. That's what I mean. Like it might be a little bit better, like uh, for the average fan coming in the door. But the collections merch—that's a really good idea of like really roping somebody in because shit, people like t-shirts, people like shit, you know, especially yeah, cool stuff. And. It still would be cool too, because all these derby people are very have their own unique awesomeness to them, mm-hmm. and to be able to have like a collection based on that cool quality. There's a lot of other people that have that quality, and maybe they'll be like, "Oh, well, I'm a nurse. Maybe I could play roller derby too." Like, yeah, check it out. Yep, Go it's for it's for everyone for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, in in like doing this show and like being a part of the community for fucking almost 13 years now, like. There's a lot of fucking people do a lot of interesting things outside of roller derby, and uh, it's really rad. And that's I love it. that's like really fucking sweet. All right, so you got you got anything else you want to uh, mention or shout out? No, I definitely wanted to talk to you about the merch, so I got that out of the way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this is awesome, though. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. I mean, thank you for uh, for being on Out From Under the Bed. We really love talking to our fellow gladiators, vert skaters, uh, referees coming up with the I Am The Law series. We're going to be doing some more sober series coming up in January nice. because that is my 11 years on the 27th of January. Sober. From oh, my the- God. Congratulations. Thank you. Sober from alcohol. And uh, we are so we are featuring all sober athletes during the uh, month of January, but next week, everybody, <clears throat> next week we have Sweet Feet coming on. So I'm really. Oh, ex- that's right. Yeah. So I'm really excited <laughs> <What>? to, have, <laughs> to have Sweet Feet on, and then uh, the following week, in uh, right on Thanksgiving Day, we have scheduled Mad for Gravy because we couldn't get that in-studio interview worked out while they were here over the weekend. I know. And real quick, Mad for Gravy was, depending on what time this interview was going to happen, was literally <laughs> ready to uh, postpone her plane ticket for later. Yeah, because I was Aww. like, yeah, we got we got Chola coming on. and uh, I love her. And this and that. What time is your flight leaving? And she was like, oh, well, I'm willing to change it because uh, we are going to have her sit in as a, a third co-host for your interview. Oh, nice. But yeah, we got Mad for nice. Gravy coming on for, on, uh, on Thanksgiving Day because everybody gets a little mad for gravy on Thanksgiving. So uh, yes. <laughs> we'll be featuring That's that so gladiator. Cool. And uh, on from wrapping up, hey, can you grab my schedule book so I got these? Yeah, um, I got these right. I want to. I want to get these out there because uh, in the end of the end of November, um, we're featuring Doctor B from San Diego Aftershocks Cal Squad Roller Derby and the treasurer of the Men's Roller Derby Association, leading us into our schedule for december so everybody i mean fucking you 
rate, you know, follow, subscribe the show, whatever you got to do so you got these notifications when these shows come out. So, uh, in December, we have Lambo from uh, Kale Squad, uh, Team USA, Aftershocks, and we got Sharknado coming on as well. Monster Jam from the Gatekeepers and B-Side Roller Derby, captain of B-Side Roller Derby. So we have a a phenomenal lineup coming up for everybody featuring some of our men's identifying talent. So I'll look forward to hearing their perspectives on this glorious gladiator sport. And uh, I really hope everybody's enjoying these because I really enjoy doing them. Whoop, whoop. And uh, so again, thank you, thank you so much, and I uh, look forward to seeing you here in uh, probably December because we're gonna go, we're gonna see if we can fucking definitely yeah, manage going to that one. game. We're finagling that game. For Hell sure. yes! And then yes, yes, uh, yes, for yes. for Roller Rage um, to to compete a little bit. Hopefully, we get slotted. We get to fucking yeah. grind it out a little bit on the bank track. I look forward to it. Um, oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, so I got everything in there, right, Master? Yeah. We got our yeah. sponsor. Oh, right. Okay, so if you've made it this far into the broadcast, I would like to thank everybody who has been currently leaving those ratings and the reviews on Apple Podcast. That has really helped out the show a lot, so please, please, please keep leaving them because um, one day I would like to possibly... Um, not do pools and fucking talk into this microphone and bring these glorious stories to all of you for a job so that would be rad but a super fun job because you got to do what you love i love doing pools but fuck it working outside (laughs) hot this would be rad and uh those ratings uh the five star ratings preferably on either pod on apple podcast or spotify you can do a five star on there we're on a bunch of other small or a bunch of other like fucking podcasts like networks like Overcast and all this other shit like shit I've never heard of. I Googled the show one day and I was like, wow, I've never heard of these like, but that's cool. I'm on a bunch of them. But yeah, so keep leaving those reviews. Thank you to everybody that's been doing that. It really means a lot to us. Let me queue up one of these. Like if you don't, <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, um, I want to read one of these on the, uh, on yeah. the show. So who we got here? You know, um, Hot and Ready's. Yes, Hot and Ready's. Is like so sweet. Oh my God, I love her. All right. So one of our, one of our uh, local skaters here, Hot and Ready, 24-7, formerly of the Arizona Derby Dames, now skating with Phoenix Roller Derby. They say, Boogeyman does such a great job of bringing in skaters from both sides of the track banked and flat to give real life perspectives on a sport that has generations of history and various athletic perspectives behind it. Giving a platform to athletes all across the gender spectrum is long overdue. And the boogeyman really showcases how we can all, how we all can help inspire each other to do better versions of athlete, of our athletic selves. Can't wait to hear more. So reviews like that really fucking gas me up and uh, really um, want me to do this show even more and more and uh, really reach out to what would be considered um, tough gits 
um, in the radio business for interviews, the worst they could say is no. So those kind of reviews might, you know, be like, yeah, I want to be a part of this show. You know, I want to I want to get on there. So, yeah, thank you to everybody that's been doing that. It really means a lot to us. This is a operating small business in Arizona. So, like, you are supporting a small business for free of charge. That does not cost you a thing to do that. Um, and like I said, it helps out our small business. But if you would like to spare a couple of dollars and get your hands on a <clears throat> some of these fantastic stickers we got, you can purchase those through our shop on our link tree. The Meowder Limit Store is what it's on underneath there. Yes, the Meowder Limit Store. You can get sticker packs of all of our designs. We have magnets coming soon, so you do not need to lose that sticker putting it on something. You will have a magnet to put it on anything metal you choose. So uh, buy the packs, buy them individually. We got shirts on there as well. Um, Hoodies, we could do hoodies, zip-ups, what have you. And with the stickers, we do a monthly t-shirt contest. So if you have a sticker either on your helmet, this goes for those magnets too when you have one when when those are out and uh, ready to be sold, getting your hands on all of this shit. As long as you have a picture of some, you know, preferably something kind of fun because it is a contest. Like if it's dogs, you know, if you got a dog in that picture, that's like already top billing because we do love dogs here on the show. (laughs) So a little secret um, buried deep in this episode. Um, (laughs) So yeah, take take those sweet pictures. Like if you're traveling for tournaments and you got a sticker on your water bottle or you got a sticker on your helmet, you know, there it is. You know, like fucking if, you get your picture taken and it's on your helmet. Submit it. The ways to submit the entries, though, stories, they do not count. So the way to get your entry in there um, is with the picture, whether it's taken by somebody else or yourself. Uh, tag the show um, at Out From Under The Bed on Instagram. And uh, then you will be in the running. And like I said, every month we do this, too. So, like, if you already have stickers, like, if you're not putting these in every month, like, you're really fucking missing out on a free customized t-shirt. So, yeah, do that. And it's super fun. As roller derby athletes, we like competing, right? So, you get to compete in a contest. Might cost you a couple of bucks, but you might win a fucking t-shirt that's uh, worth more than, like, a $3 sticker. So have at it we love it and um what what's some other shit we'd like to give away oh oh yeah so we put some stickers around the seattle area so if you're a seattle listener um and you're following the instagram page and you know where those stickers are you will be eligible to win a pack of stickers so um all you got to do is take a picture of that and also tag the show stories do not count but the business locations since we've given those away to be eligible for the sticker pack, go in and um, f- go in and buy something from those businesses. Whether it's Bon Bon Voyage Vintage in the um, what was that district of downtown called Frontier Square, the yeah. Frontier Square district of Seattle. Please go visit that area. It's really fucking cool. And stop into Bon Bo- Bon Voyage Vintage. They are not paying me a dime to say that, but. There is also one on the door of the Unity Skate Shop in Port Orchard, Washington. Those are friends of the show, Ian and Bashley. 
Um, they have hooked us up with t-shirts. So, um, yeah, so go check out that business, too. It's right there on the front door, but you do have to purchase something from them as well. They are friends of the show. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so thank you again for being on the program. Um, I would like to always remind everybody to look twice and save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. This is the Boogeyman, Master Sedator, and Lola Chola returning back under the bed, but never back into the closet. Thank you for listening. And we got Lola back. Um, That's all right. Your phone dropped out right at the close of the show. So, um, yeah, so everybody look twice to save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. Uh, And again, this is the Boogeyman, Master Sedator and Lola Chola returning back under the bed, but never back into the closet. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Good night. And thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Good night. Master. Yeah, good night. Oh, this was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>